2: what's up everybody welcome to the kind of funny podcast i want every host greg miller this is my co-host tim gettys that's him host and you've walked in on a very special episode of it the kind of funny podcast now what does that mean to you dear viewer? <laughs> 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 How are we even going to explain this greg i got it i got it uh, so we thought well we interviewed cliff lesinski about his book control freak right We thought we'd put that into the middle of the episode. So we recorded with Cliff earlier because he's East Coast. And then we were going to insert it into the podcast. So we thought we'd interview Cliff. Then we would do the intro and outro to the show. And then break him up, put him around it, bookend the show nicely, right? But here's the problem with a Kind of Funny Podcast, if you don't know. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table.
3: Each bringing
2: topics of conversation and whatever they want to do. And the show just kind of goes. At this point... It's a set it and forget it of insanity. (laughs) You don't have to worry about it. The show's going to get fucking nuts, all right? The show's going to get fucking nuts. So we, ladies and gentlemen, have been broadcasting for an hour-ish. We had some technical difficulties, right? We did all, and then we started to do the outro. Mm -hmm. And... Melissa Hagler in the Patreon chat, because of course you can get this show on Patreon.com/KindOfFunny over there. You could watch us record the show live. You could get it ad-free. You can get 38 episodes of bonus, exclusive shows each and every month, alongside a bevy of benefits for all the Kind Of Funny and Kind Of Funny Games podcasts. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. YouTube.com/KindOfFunny and podcast services around the globe each and every week. So we finished the interview. We then – Tim had to go to the bathroom, and I was like, all right, cool. We'll wait. Melissa asked us to read her question about Santa, and we did. And then I got – and then Tim came back, and I explained it to him. And then we really just got in the weeds about the Santa Claus for a second. Because
0: that, that's the thing, Greg, is today's episode originally was going to be including the normal cast, Nick right, and right, right, Andy. Right, 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 And then just due to some scheduling, Andy got cut. It's like, okay, well, it's fine. We'll, sure. we'll make it happen. And then Nick got sick. So Nick couldn't come in. So then it's like, oh, okay. So now it's just us. And it's like, oh, we're going to have fun. We're going to make some magic. But I did not expect the day to go like this. Greg Miller came in with an energy this morning, and I can feel it. Yeah. It was already – he's like, we haven't made content together in a while. I'm like, all right, there's going to be some – something's going down. But I did but not expect – But it wasn't like
2: when it. I apologized for my nude. No. Or I shouldn't say apologize for my did nude. Did you okay. ever apologize? <laughs> I apologize for not
0: showing my nude. <laughs> you still Which have was it. a
2: hot topic of conversation around the Thanksgiving I'm table. I'm sure. I'm
0: sure that it was. But So here we are. We just re- recorded this whole thing like Greg just explained. Things are out of order right now, but I walk back from the bathroom. You guys are talking about Santa, the Santa Claus iconic movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it in 20 years. I don't remember the details. Turns out I don't remember most things. We started talking about it, and then we fall upon an amazing idea where I challenged you, Greg. And they will see this eventually. <laughs> you right, kind of
2: embellishing. I'm not sure it's how one because I was like, Santa Claus in review when? And then I, I was like, I, I, Kevin, why is this still a one shot at them? What the f- <laughs> I hate the circles. I fucking hate the circles. Full stop. Never liked him at all. Get him off my Kevin, get him off the <laughs> full screen! Go to the Y. <laughs> I brought up the fact that Santa Claus, I put into the Batman Forever category of movie I got on VHS and just watched over and over, okay, and, over yeah, and over again. For sure. And, I, and then this is where you were... I started trying to recap it from... And you're like, this would be an interesting thing of recapping... One day doing an interview for a movie we haven't watched again. Yeah. And I said, today's the fucking day. Let's you go. just started going. And then, then it was like, that's me. why
0: you... Not only do you start going, again, you'll see this, guys. You'll see this at the end of this
3: episode. (laughs)
2: Again, if you want,
0: you're free. If you'd like to, I want to know more about what they're doing.
2: You can pause right now and then... God only knows how far from now in the timeline you'll see us come out of the cliff interview, and you can see everything we're talking about we get back in to
3: recap. To get back
0: here, is this chose a flat circle? But Greg was standing up; he was walking around. There was this whole, there was a vibe, there was an energy, and he, he just started. So he much. just started doing the plot of Santa Claus. I, I missed the point where that the plan was: we're going, and you're doing it. But I appreciate it's
2: that on, you can you can watch it yourself in a little bit of this episode. Exactly, and so now we're
0: here. Now we're here, Greg. So Me here's and you. the
2: one thing. I As we started to sign off, I wanted your opinion slash I wanted your permission. More than opinion, I wanted a permission.
0: Great. Here's what I want. And the computer's
2: open so you can do it. I will go over there and get a nice can of ice cold Coca-Cola because I feel like I could use some energy. Okay. But what I'd like you to do is go pull up the IMDb for the Santa Claus cast. Okay. Because I just, I want, here's what I know. I remember his name is Scott. I don't remember his last name, Calvin. It's Scott Calvin. No, I'm getting a Coke and we are going to war. <laughs> we are going to fucking war. Leave the mic hot, Kevin.
3: Why was this so exciting? Kevin he really, really should remember
0: the Santa Claus's last name. Tim, it's SC. Scott Calvin. S C.
2: How can I forget? SC, you're right. Don't even get me.
0: You know what? Actually, you know what? Actually,
2: is it open? No, I didn't do shit. Oh, okay. I want you to open it okay. on your phone. Okay. You have it. Because let me tell you, you don't think I'm going to talk about Bernard? You Bernard? Think, you don't think I'm going to talk about Charlie? Yes. Judge Reinhold
0: will only be referred to as Judge Reinhold. Okay. Okay. Oh, I love this. The oh my Santa God. He's Claus. He's crazy. He's
4: crazy. Not the Santa Claus's, Tim. That's no, the, I'll, I'll make sure. Show. No,
0: 1994 is The Santa Claus. 1994. I'm 11 years old when this comes out. Okay. Okay. So,
2: again, if you, if you haven't watched the end of the episode yet... <laughs> Right. If you haven't watched the end of the episode yet, what I said was gonna to be tough for me was getting out of the blocks, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, if you watch in review, I pride myself, pride myself on being like, welcome to the Santa Claus. And then, like, the first scene you see in the movie is where I start the movie from, right? But I know that I can't do that here. I know exterior that. Exterior snow. Because we Well, that's the problem. Not the problem. We don't start with, like, Charlie's visiting his father. Because here's the thing, if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, about Charlie and Scott Calvin. Mm -hmm. They, of course, are father and son. Scott and his wife divorced. They've broken up. And don't worry. This isn't one of those movies where we're going to sit there and say, well, let's get these two crazy kids back together. The ship has sailed, all right? She's in a relationship with Judge Reinhold. That's right. The Judge Reinhold. Fast Times at Richmond High, and of course, uh, as we digress, I lost it. Let's talk about it.
0: Oh, Just to be extra Scott, clear, to be Scott. very clear to people, Judge is his name. Yeah, it is not his position. I didn't that. know that. I learned something today.
4: <sighs> Anyways.
0: Do you know that, Kevin?
4: Uh, but, yes, I did, but that's mostly because Arrested Development made a big bit about and it. And it's one Got of it. those things where Judge Reinhold,
2: in this movie, a total square. He's not, he's not winning any awards. For being the best, dude. you know, he's, he's like, he's vanilla, right? Scott Calvin, on the other hand, oh, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, he's the traditional problem you'd have with what you'd expect out of a 1994 dad, right? He is, Kevin, I'm going to keep up with these wide shots. I'm using the space today, all right? <laughs> I'm using the I'm using space, the fucking space today. Scott Calvin is a workaholic. Sorry. Scott Calvin is putting the business first. What does he do? Again, here's where I, I can't, I'm going to be honest. I'll, I'll cite my own problems. Can't tell you. It might be advertising.
4: It might be pop up, uh, uh, I, th- I think it is
2: advertising. Is it advertising? Advertising it is. is always such a cop. Oh, you're right. It's Well, later on, he approves some ads, and it, but he's already been sanctified, so he starts trying to put cookies and elves and shit in there. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: As one does.
0: As one does. When's the last time you saw this film? Because It's a Batman Forever movie, you said. You watch it all the time on VHS, but when and is the last time you saw it? Here's
2: the thing about the Santa Claus and Greg Miller. Please hey, tell it? me. I mean, we're talking, like, the last time I sat down to watch the Santa Claus start to finish,
4: 95. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't a movie. What, where do you think it starts? Because I'm looking at it right That's now. That's what I'm, holding on, I'll
2: get anything. there. Not it's you. not a movie that has stuck around for a long time, but it was a good time. You know what I mean? Like, I watched it more than most movies in my life, probably, but in that very contained uh, Christmas you, break, maybe into the next year.
4: Yeah, what's up? Are you aware of the conspiracy theories in the, and now I haven't seen the show at all. But, like, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories that say, like, from the very start, like, there's a bunch of elves hidden around, like, you can see a bunch of, He goes to a class. This is not
2: a conspiracy at all. This is very true.
4: Okay, all right, good. Yeah,
2: there are elves watching him the whole time. You can yeah. go and see, like, kids in the playground that have the little and elf ears and stuff.
4: His manager, from the start of the first movie, is also Father Time in the third movie. Now, we haven't seen the third movie. Yeah, that, us.
2: again, we, we know a group. Santa Claus won... <laughs> Frontwards and backwards with the exception that I haven't seen it in two decades. Is that right? Yeah, two decades-ish. Yeah. Yeah, two decades. Well, oh, two decades plus, I guess. Almost yeah. 25 years? 25 years 20. Uh, but I yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, you're right. Fuck. Alex J. Sandoval, no future spoilers coming. We gotta be careful, all right? We're sticking on the Santa Claus one for everybody. You're safe yeah. for your spoilers on everything else.
4: I'm just saying there's a lot of great conspiracy oh. theories on <laughs> on TikTok. I'm gonna send them to you some Greg.
2: I feel like I almost have it, where if memory serves, it's kind of one of those, like, I don't know if it's two years of shitty Christmas at the Calvins or something, but it's like we do, we do get a parallel somewhere in here, in the opening of what's going on, of like what it is, but I can't help you. I'm sorry. Again, I won't be able to, I, I'll be able to give you lots of information in this. Think of me as a living Wikipedia.
0: So, I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia so I can, I can fact check you on certain key things as you go. Because there's okay. one thing already that I think might might like, trigger something in your mind that you give remember. Me, give me a splash. He's a toy salesman. Yeah,
2: that's what that's it is. It. Okay, that's okay. It. He's in, a toy salesman. It. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Scott Calvin, yeah. I don't, Does that affect where you want to start? No,
2: I mean, a toy store or like him at Santa's I Lab? Don't, I, don't know shit. I, don't know. I don't know about that. I
0: don't know about that either. Mm-hmm.
2: Doesn't matter. I've already, I've already set the stage.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Scott's got a job. I can't remember if Scott's fucking anybody. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those, when I think of, of course, hey, workaholic dad, hey, not doing that great. I, of course, think of Nicolas Cage, the family man with Taya Leone, right? Mm-hmm. And as you all remember, that's a movie I watched at 13 or 14. And was like, you know what? If you're not familiar with the movie, Nicolas Cage, successful in business as well. Very successful. It was in a high-rise, great apartment. But, you know, his life's, his life's kind of empty. And this woman shows up in lingerie to have sex with him or whatever. And then, I think he gets bumped on the head in the shower in his bathroom or something. And then he wakes up in his alternate reality where if he had married his high school sweetheart, Taya Leone, and they had all these kids. And I remember watching this being like, the life with kids sucks. The, the life with the lingerie lady and the nice car and the nice apartment, that's the way to go.
0: That's what they want you to think. Disney propaganda since day one. I've been saying it. Don't trust them.
2: And so, anyways, you, I can't remember. I, I'm, I might be... <laughs> I might be projecting. Oh, my, my, my. Good cut to my crotch. I like it. I might be projecting that there might have been some fucking there from Scott Calvin, but Scott Calvin must have had something, something going on at the beginning of the show. Off that, like, he's single. He's mingling. Do you
4: want me to tell you? I, I do have it pulled up here. Yeah, I'd like
2: to know. Is there, is there, is there the some way. kind of. Uh, no, no,
4: where he at? He's at the very beginning of the movie. Because I think. Sure. So he's at a company. Christmas party. Uh, Christmas party. That's it.
2: That's not familiar. Yeah. Does, does he get kissy kissy with somebody there?
4: Uh, it doesn't look like it. It definitely looks like someone gives a speech, and then he gives the speech. So he's a big guy, a big deal at this. this oh yeah, party. I know he's a
2: big deal. I know yeah. Scott Calvin's like he's the he's not the boss man because he's got a boss man that will not be happy with him becoming Santa Claus. In yeah. The day. But he is in fact a big deal. He's you know he's the big swing dick of the office. He's the Greg Miller of that organization. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's the one making it all happen, ignoring well, his family. A blessing. News.
4: Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what?
2: Anyway, Scott Calvin, top of his game. Toy salesman may be advertising. We're not 100% sure, right? And what it means when you're at the top of your game, in the business sense of the word, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: is, that, oh. <laughs> is that...
2: This guy is no just welcome.
0: a shitty dad, he hasn't had any right?
2: Today. I, for, I, I, again, I'm going to... I'm. I'm,
0: I'm playing fast and loose, and Ken, I know give him a Christmas background. Give this, give Greg Miller a Christmas background right, for
2: him I'll to walk
3: God.
0: around in. Okay.
3: Okay.
2: And so, Scotty K, Scotty C, Scotty C. Sorry. He's not a great dad to Charlie, his son, who has a bowl cut. Very unfortunate, but very mm, big in the '90s. Mm. I had a guy I knew named John Com- John Thomas. Sorry, I went to school with John. If you're watching, John, shout out to you. But he had a bowl cut a long time too, and I was like, I don't like this. But so did a girl in school named Ellen. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. Look at that. I, I did, too. This is my hair. That's, I, I looked exactly like this kid until seventh grade. I feel, exactly like I feel very, very grade. sorry for you guys, right? And so, again, Scott's a shitty dad. I think he gives – it's like Christmas – again, I feel like there's, there's more – I mean, we established in this point in the fi- picture, right, that the mom doesn't like Scott. Scott forgets. She's picking up the slack. Yeah. Judge Reinhold, of course, is doing the thing like, oh, Scott, you should be a better dad. And he's like, yo – you didn't come in, this lady. This is my kid. I don't, oh, I, don't I don't want your Whoa, shit.
0: Fuck! I don't want your shit. I don't want your shit.
2: This is mine. This is my way. kid. All right. So you can step the fuck off, Judge Reinhold. And Judge Reinhold got gonna... because of course Tim Allen. This is a Tim Allen picture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it going around the TikTok. Anthony Mackie talking about why
3: Marvel movies are Marvel.
2: And this and he's talking. There's no more. There's no. There's no more movie stars. You don't go to see. You don't go to see a Tom Cruise picture. What? Hold right. on. Was you Anthony Mackie at... saying that? He was.
4: Yeah. 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 Tom you go to see the Falcon movie. Huh? I would go see a Tim, uh, uh, Tom Cruise movie. Like, it's funny that that's the, the poll that we went. Because I feel like... That's what he Tom, says in the thing. Go, I, hey, your mouth to Anthony Mackey's ear. I wouldn't say
0: Quentin Tarantino that said it? Maybe Anthony Mackie like, is he's, just like he's also delusible. saying it. He's, but he's it doesn't delusible. matter. This
2: is 94. We went to see a Tim Allen movie. Tim Allen's in a movie. We're going to go see it. You <laughs> okay. know what I mean? We're going to have a great time. We're going to go to the Motion Picture House. Motion Anyways, picture though. House. Eventually... I think, it's, I think he misses Charlie's fucking soccer game or some shit or whatever. He's it's always the, soccer. He's in the doghouse with Charlie. I, I think it's
4: just like the, the, the Christmas gathering that they had. Okay. Well, why would he go there? You mean the Christmas gathering Charlie's mom had? Oh, you know what? He's going to pick up Charlie, it looks right. like. And Charlie, and right. he's late. He's like late. Like hours late.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Thank you. Anyways, gets Charlie, goes home. Mm-hmm. Kevin, let me know if there's a time jump, because I feel like there's a time jump I'm missing where we do one Christmas, then we do another one. I don't think so. All right. He, we get Charlie. We go home. I think, again, it's like mac- or microwave, microwaved mac and cheese dinner. It's not even good. You know what I mean? Something shitty for Charlie there. I think he might want him to read the night before Christmas. He's too busy for it or something. Or he starts, then he gets a phone call about fucking toys, and he bounces on that shit. So then it's bedtime or whatever, right? But what happens? Santa shows up. Santa's up on the roof. He's fucking stumbling around like fucking uh, the guy at the end of The Departed. Exactly. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. He's stumbling yes. into everything. You know what I mean? He's just fucking knocking into you know, There's people up Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean?
0: He's That's the like, classic <laughs> Santa.
2: And so it gives enough time for Tim Allen to go outside. And Charlie follows too, because I think maybe they're having an argument or and he, they go outside, right? And Tim Allen's like, "What are you doing up there?" And Twitter like just flips out, saying, "I can't believe somebody fucking saw him." You know what I mean? You did this like, key whoa. thing that I need to. Please I need to let you up. know
0: because I feel like this is gonna set the stage a little bit more. Uh, on Christmas Eve, Scott burns the turkey. So him and, and Charlie. And they, they go to Denny's. They go to Denny's. They go to Denny's. And there's some
2: waitress that they have a whole conversation with. And yeah. that's
0: why. And then at night, they're awakened by the noise on the roof. And that's. That's why, because they went to Denny's. Uh, no, but I just thought the Denny's was important
2: It was, it was yeah. as good detail mm-hmm. In the business, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call color, color. If you've ever wondered about the business of interview That's color, that's what makes it stand out You can go to the New York Times podcast about- <laughs> And they tell you the plot of
0: the movie <laughs> But they would leave
3: out
0: <laughs> No alcohol, you guys Like not even a little, not even anything He didn't even do the weed As he says later in this episode Oh, my God. so Santa bumbling around, Alec Baldwin style. He falls,
2: boom, goes down, bam, he's down, and he's hurt real bad. Not immediately dead, hurt real bad, right? And so, Scott Calvin runs over there, checks on him, right? And, like, pass him down. Oh, my God, he got some ID, and he pulls out the little Santa Claus card, right? And as he's reading that with Charlie, this is always the creepiest thing to me.
0: Santa, his final
2: thing in his little mitten hand is to wave goodbye, and then he fucking disappears. Yeah, hey, it's
0: like the Terminator moment, but...
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And so they're like, what is this shit all about? You know what I mean? I think they go back inside maybe to call 911. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But they hear more stuff on the roof and they come outside. And uh, he walks into the ladder. There's a ladder out there. He walks into the ladder and I think maybe, maybe a little bit of the fairy dust comes down or the Santa dust or whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Olive Farty can't wait
0: for the Gloomy
2: Bee interview. <laughs> a little bit of the dust comes down, right? And then it's like, what is this? And Charlie's like, "A rose, such a clatter!" Like, because the rose, you know, a, 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 yeah, a rose, such a ladder. Yeah. And he's like, "No, it was clatter." And it's a joke about yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Kids book. Anyways, at this, well, yeah, he goes up there, and they're carrying Santa's thing. I don't think he's put on Santa's coat yet.
0: So there's another key thing that I want to let you know because I feel like it's going to spark you here. The dead man's body vanishes. Huh? They didn't mention the hand wave, so you're adding the color. I appreciate I, that. That
2: is there. Kevin, yeah. I swear to God, I'll bet the goddamn farm on it.
0: Yeah, so Greg, Greg's on that even more than the, the Wicked Kids. Uh, but here we go, leaving behind a red suit and business card. I already talked about the
2: business card. He already oh. had the business card. Okay, do you remember what it says? The, the card says Santa Claus. We're not talking about the clause written around the brim of the card because that happens later in the picture. Okay,
0: okay, gotcha. Oh, here we go. Okay. Greg is becoming the Santa Claus. Don't put this on, Greg. If you put it on, there's some well, responsibility. I think, again, it
2: comes down to if you have to kill Santa before you can wear the hat. So it's, well, like, at it's
0: like, at this oh, point, man, I'm not so sure you have head it. head is this built for? Oh, my God.
4: <laughs> no, no,
0: no. <laughs> All right. I,
4: I'm like a oh,
0: Santa wizard.
2: <laughs> All right. He gets up there. What do they discover? Reindeer. The reindeer are up there. And I know what you're thinking, Rudolph. No, the one reindeer everybody cares about, but like, he isn't super canon. The Green Ranger of the fucking re- re- reindeers. That <laughs> I
0: mean, analogy doesn't work, but I appreciate. Well, how does it not work? Because because he does. How does he not count?
2: Because the Green Ranger isn't in every Power Rangers episode. He isn't. He isn't a core member of the group. The White Ranger eventually is. Yes, but the Green Ranger is not. Okay. Okay. And everybody thought okay. the Green Ranger was just dope as shit. So it was like. Fucking Billy shows up okay, like fuck great. off. Was I'm like all right. So wait,
0: wait, hold on. So, so what? In, in your mind, which ranger do you equate to the Green Ranger, the one that's too dope but doesn't show up for that long? Which one? Is it Donner? Is it <laughs> No? Blitzing? I said that's Rudolph. Oh. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? He's
2: Rudolph's got a whole song. He's fucking dope as shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And instead, it's like, oh, here you got Donner and Blitz and all these motherfuckers. Yeah. And I can't be the only one, who, you hear Donner, you think of
3: cannibalism, right?
4: You think of what? Cannibalism? Yeah. Oh, Donner party, Tim. Donner party.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm aware.
0: From the... I'm aware, Kevin. Donner. <sighs> What's the lore? Who's, who's uh, Rudolph's dad? Rudolph's dad? I don't know if
2: they've ever gone that far. <laughs> the into fucking it. lore? I remember all of the other reindeer. Yeah, they didn't play the games. They, didn't play, no they didn't play no games. They games. play no games with
0: RGB. Were RGB oh RGB my god. Existence. You know what? I simultaneously apologize to everybody and also say you're Donner, welcome for this episode. Ru-
4: Rudolph's father is Donner.
0: Really? No. Shut the fuck Where up. Is not, no Where is that established? There's not no goddamn reindeer. Where is that established?
4: I don't know. I looked up Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer's father and Google <laughs> immediately says Donner. Bam. Right there. So. No. No one knows who the mother is, though. They get
2: up there. They got the fucking reindeer. They're all grumpy. I forget which one's grumpy. He's grumpy.
4: Wait, hold up. The, the, the mother's name is Mitzi, although many believe the true mother is should have been Vixen. I. This is interesting. <laughs> Throw that in there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Anyways, they
2: get up there. Um, I believe he. He has put on the coat at this point, or the reindeer keeps nudging him, and he finally puts on the coat. And they're like, "What are we gonna? do? Why are we doing the coat?" And he's like, put on the coat. Thing. And then Charlie and him, Charlie climbs into the sled, and then Tim Allen, fo- I'm sorry, Scott Calvin follows to get him out, and the the sleigh takes off. Right. And I think we go over the cops that they called because there was a break-in of a man at the house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now we're just—it stops at the next house, and. It is a whole thing of like we're on the roof. How are we going to get down? And Charlie's like go through the chimney, the only way. And he's like, yeah, you know, how could I ever fit through a chimney that small? It might not even be a chimney at this point because this is the one that establishes if you just have any kind of pipe on top of your house, Santa can turn it into a chimney and turn your thing into a fireplace. So he comes in through there. Excuse me, I drink a coke. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so he grabs so Scott Calvin grabs the bag of toys, and this is another one of the. There's a few different toy deliveries here. So you'll excuse me of course for this 25 years i watched this movie he, one of them like floats him up and then goes down the pipe real easy another time he goes down and that's when it makes the fireplace another time he goes down there's a dog like that barks at him and gets mad at him but one of the ones he goes down and he's putting stuff under there there's a girl there named Susie, i think it is really you know what are those names whatever fact check me on that one fact check me. Well, how on that one. greg
0: how? I could be wrong. You know? I know, but the fact that you even know as much detail. And she detail. wakes up and she goes
2: Santa, and he's like, No, I'm Scott fucking Calvin. She's like, oh, he's She wh- he's he is. He's whipping presents. Yeah, he's whipping presents underneath the thing. Don't get us claimed. <laughs> whipping presents underneath the thing, right? And just talking shit to her because he's over it at this point, right? And she, Aren't you gonna drink the milk? And Aren't you gonna have the milk? And he's like, No, I'm lactose intolerant or whatever. And so he's like, Fuck you. And he's like, DX crotch, crotch chopsers. Exactly. A few years yeah. Early. Color. There it is. And, yeah. There's the color. And he goes back up to go deliver more to presents, and they go do it. And this keeps happening. And at one point, like, you know, there, there's a bit of concern from Scott about, you know, his son being 30,000 feet above the air or whatever. And he hears like Charlie having a, a, a little bit. And he looks back there and it's just a bunch of puppies. Like, some, or maybe one puppy. Yes. In my head now, it's multiple puppies. But they get it done. They do this whole thing. They deliver all the things. And that's great. And then the sled on, or not even, on an autopilot, I apologize, with the Donner Blitzen rocker <laughs> yeah. and the fucking cannibal. Uh-huh. They all, uh-huh. <laughs> they all go back to the North Pole, right? Mm-hmm. So they go all the way back to the North Pole, and they land, and there's like, what's going on, or whatever. And so, then they get greeted, and they get greeted by a female elf, and this is gonna kill me. She's so good. She's got a very distinct elf name. Uh, Buck. Judy? Yep, Judy. Judy, who makes the best hot cocoa Classic in the world. elf
0: name. This was her thing.
2: Well, it's some kind of 400,000-year-old recipe yeah, or something. Yeah, she's shit. definitely
0: Judy. It's I weird that, she. like, everyone's credited. Like, there's a character named Bernard. There's yeah, Detective Bernard. Nunzio, Miss Daniels. But she's Elf Judy is her yeah. name. Yeah. So maybe her name's Elf Judy. Well, that's fine. With elf in it.
2: Yeah. Anyway, though, she has, like, a 4,000-year-old recipe for hot cocoa. She's perfected. Scott thinks it's real good. Uh, you know, they're taking good care of Charlie. Uh, eventually and she's but she's like good cop you mm-hmm. got good cop bad cop here right who's the bad
0: cop good cop judy mm-hmm.
2: bad cop bernard. Oh, bernard bernard shows up and i don't think he's ever even like santa let alone new santa you know what i mean Damn. so he's laying down the rules and doing all this shit and talking and he's like you're trying to explain to him that you're saying he's like i'm not Santa. i'm scott calvin you know i, I don't i'm never and this is where they tim take the yeah I, he, I, you have the card he's like yeah i got the card and grab his card and uses a giant like woo and like tim allen again Nowadays, you kids only want to go if it's got a Frodo or it's got a blue person. <laughs> all right, this is—we went, we went to the Moving Picture House for Tim Allen because he's doing like the, like you know, all the fucking crazy faces in the magnifying glass. As Bernard really quickly reads, the border, mm-hmm. the border is not the border, right?
0: Now, Craig, yeah. this—I'm very excited about this because here you are, you know the details, you know the facts, you do the 4,000-year recipe, all that stuff. I want to know how close you can get to what. It says on the oh card. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I, I mean. I'll give you the first two words. If something.
2: Something should happen to Santa and the, the purveyor of this card. It, something should happen to Santa and the purveyor of this card. It, this is a binding contract. And if you put on the coat and have the. If you put on the coat, you become Santa for blah, blah, blah. It's the Santa Claus. Not Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. You see?
0: Yeah. Give so me what, the extra words. What, what I have here is. If something should happen to me. Put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do.
2: Oh wow, that was not at
4: all. I thought it was way more legal. Yeah.
0: Because again,
2: I
4: didn't watch it, but I, oh no, future spoilers. No, that doesn't sound right. I apologize. Tim, are you sure that's right?
0: That, that, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm seeing. But maybe this was just earlier. That's what could put him on the clothes, and then later he sees sees more. The Wikipedia is not telling me though. So I was hoping to count on you.
2: I think I think that that makes a lot of sense. That that's what the card says normally, and then the the thing, the border when you enlarge it is there. Kevin's on it. He's scrolling through. Thank you, when Patty. you get to the classic giant magnifying glass scene, yeah, that's where it's going to be. Hmm. But no, I, I need you to, yeah, but see, this is different, though. Oh, well, I guess it's not. <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: scroll, I'll One scroll. of the top Google searches is, is the Santa Claus enforceable? And I love that so much. Yeah, you know, fish to... tank
2: says that's what it says on the card, but not the border. Yeah, the border yeah. is the legally binding. You're Santa for life now, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. and so they say this and he's like bullshit i won't fucking do it i'll kill all of you before i let that happen and they're yeah. like no no scott it's, it's your santa whatever don't stop calling me santa and there's back and forth and he yells and he's scared he says something to make all the elves gasp but maybe that is just elf because i just watched elf last night or putting up the tree i digress though okay eventually though guess what happens Scott, there it is this is what. I'm
0: talking oh about. there's those faces see,
2: yeah he's talking about it right there right yep <laughs> see that's what i'm talking about And look at these faces here we go i'll try to keep up okay go Kev. the santa claus I'm putting on the suit and entering the sleigh. The wearer waives all rights to a previous identity, uh, real or implied, and fully accepts the duties and responsibilities of Santa Claus in perpetuity uh, to, until such time the wearer becomes unable to do so by either accident or design. See? Fucking nailed it. There we go. Very legal. There Look we at go. Bernard, you know what I mean? Um, Bernard, what a, what a career Bernard's had. You still see him with stuff, you know what I mean? He's yeah. also that kid in Adam's Family Values. Oh, brother. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
4: Wednesday's little boyfriend
2: uh, Yeah exactly uh, Anyway so they wake up back at home In their beds They're back home everybody How did that happen That's crazy And Scott's like It was all a dream And Charlie's like Dad that doesn't make any fucking sense It can't be a dream I had the same dream as you Like down to the details Like Charlie Shove it up your ass And don't tell your mom All right Wow I'm already I'm already, I'm already got two strikes You know what I mean And I got two strikes I can't get a third here With your mom All right And so they pick You know mom comes and Picks him up with Judge Reinhold and, like, he does a whole, like, Charlie says something, and it's one of those things where, like, not like, you know, Charlie says something. I mean I means whatever the fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't
0: mean Santa. He means Satan. We're worshiping yeah. Satan. Rabbits eat lettuce from South Park.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly. And so they send him home. All as well ends well, or so Scott Calvin thinks. Charlie's mad at him, obviously. Why are you lying, dude? There's a lot of that shit, you know what I mean? Charlie, it's the real fucking world. That's why. All right? Mm-hmm. It's the real goddamn world out here. I can't say what the fuck. I, I murdered Santa, and now I'm Santa. That doesn't go well for me.
0: No, that would be really bad for SC.
2: So, Scott Calvin now is in what I like to call rockin' a hard place, where he doesn't want to be Santa. He has no interest in being Santa, but guess what? He's been cursed. He has the Santa curse. Mm-hmm. And so, his body starts having all sorts of changes. Tim Allen, a fairly fit individual. You know what I mean? Classic dad bod, not Santa bod, dad bod, right? And so, he starts having all these weird things. He starts gaining a lot of weight, right? He's getting fat. Uh,
0: he balloons to hundred and ninety two pounds which
4: balloons is Fuck a w- those people you know
0: what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> based on what he was like the day before so but here's the thing we know how much he was the day before because it tells us here that he gained 45 pounds you're telling me that tim allen in this movie they're trying to claim that he started at like 145 pounds that doesn't sound right at all. That seems unhealthy. He was, he was a
2: fit individual. Up, right? It doesn't bad. matter. These are facts we don't need. These, this is it's too much color. Bad color. This is like when Nick recaps the movie. Got and it. And you want to fall asleep and then roll over. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Fall asleep and then roll over. I didn't over. roll the car over, but I just fucking what you I know, said. there's a car now. Well, I fell asleep driving. <laughs> I was, oh, I,
3: excuse I, me.
2: I listen to everybody. I listen to review when I drive. I'm sorry, all right? Anyways. He starts gaining all this weight, none of his clothes fit. He goes to a very important toy meeting and sweats. Tells people he's been stung by a bee. And that's one of the ways he's trying to get mm-hmm. out of this, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is that, you know, it's one of these classic L.A. type meetings. One, you know what I mean? One of these left coast meetings, you know what I mean? And so they're all out there all having their salads and their quinoas and their smoothies. Yep. And he's like, they're like, what do you want? And they're all going, what do you want? What do you...? And he's like, I'll have the salad too. And also this. And, they start, and also a cookie and also a thing. But he's eating a lot of sweets because he, he wants a lot of sweets. And so then people are like, maybe he didn't get stung by a bee. You know what I mean, fatso? And then I forget what the meeting's about, but he fucks that up too. I think it's one of those things where it's like, we'll show Santa with an AK 47 or, you know, Canada, uh, Santa's fucking all these chicks or whatever. And he's like, that Santa wanna do that. The reindeers wanna do that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of crap. And so they get mad at him at that point. Um, he goes, I'm gonna throw it in here. No, it doesn't happen yet. Maybe, no, man. I'm going to throw it in here. There's also the classic scene of, you know, he grows the beard all of a sudden overnight, and he shaves that, and it grows right back, and then he dyes his hair. It's all white because it's Santa white. Yeah. And then he dyes it, and it comes, or I'm sorry, he dyes it black, but then it goes right back to white. And then he, go, and he goes, oh, and then he old oh, oh, buddy, or something like that. He says something like, oh, boy. He says, oh, oh, buddy. He says something can, he's on him.
0: can we get a fact check on old buddy, It's please? not old
2: buddy. It's old boy. It's whatever the <laughs> fuck it is. I don't remember. Um, and so uh, then... Uh, there's another scene where he goes to try to be a non-shitty dad to Charlie. He goes to, like, I think the soccer game or some bullshit, right? And Charlie has expressed to uh, his mom and stepfather, we'll give Judge Reinhold the title of, right, that dad is Santa. And they're like, what, is, what does he mean, Scott? And Scott's like, oh, he doesn't. He means we like Santa or whatever, some shit like that. But Charlie, of course, what I'd call a narc. You know what I mean? Like, cool, Greg, how do we feel about narcs? ain't with it he says. And that's the whole thing is that Charlie just won't shut his fucking fat yap about this. I'll let you know from day 1. Day 1, mm-hmm. which is already coming gone I guess. But let's say day 1 once he knows how to speak, Ben will never narc on me and Jen. You know what I mean? Unless he needs to for something about himself, you know what I mean? But like in terms of like me being Santa, this kid's not going to say a goddamn thing trap, my son. <laughs> I like I watched you go through the six stages of grief there. I'm like, how do I respond to this?
3: <laughs> I read this whole thing. <laughs> you wonder,
2: you're like, I understand Greg meant it in a good way, but then it's like, oh shit, this could be a bad way. <laughs> well, you know, just rewind it. <laughs> Kevin to the pap- of so Obama. So, Charlie and Arc. Charlie's saying all this shit to his mom and stepdad that he does he does not need to say. He does not need to say this stuff, but he's saying it. So they've had these conversations about Scott thinking he's Santa or whatever. Or but he's like, no, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Then at this game, soccer game, uh, he's trying to just sit there and watch Charlie play the game or whatever it is. But all these kids keep coming over. This one girl keeps coming over and trying to tell, and like tugging on his sleeve and be like, I want a pony. I want a whatever for Christmas this year. And so he finally engages with that one girl. But then it's a giant line of kids who are stacked up out there like, wanting to talk to him. He also, at some point at his house, gets this giant delivery. And it's all the ni- naughty and nice lists. That he's got to go okay. through and double yeah. check it, all that jazz. And so it's like, shit, you know what? Fuck, I am Santa. And, you know, as much as I don't want to be Santa, I'm, H- I'm Santa.
0: See, this is so impressive because like, I'm trying to keep up on the wiki. And like, you're just so much more detailed than the wiki mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Like, you are doing I often a am. much better job. I often am. I often do.
3: Um, and this is a, what's happening? Oh, okay. But we're still recording. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah, we can do it So Here's where I get foggy Where
2: I can't remember How slash why He's like alright I'll go back to the North Pole
0: There's, there's a, a One key thing here involving a meeting at work
2: A meeting at work?
0: Yeah Scott okay. disrupts a meeting at work To call out their idea of promoting a television advertisement Of Santa riding a toy tank
2: Yeah, that's what I was talking about the gun earlier. I just combined it into that other meeting. I apologize. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: And then, yeah, then (laughs) this leads to the naughty nice list that gets mailed. And then uh, after Laura and Neil witness children wanting to sit on his lap at the soccer game. Oh, is that too? Neil, that's his name. Neil, yeah. And then uh, they get to Thanksgiving at some point.
2: Okay. And this is when they show up and
0: abduct him or what? God goes to Laura and Neil's house to say goodbye to Charlie, but Neil won't let him anywhere near Charlie. When When Neil insists Scott's not Santa... The magical snow globe is shown.
2: Oh, right. Charlie has that, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bernard, Bernard. Bernard gave him the snow globe and said, because Charlie's like, I'll never see you again or whatever." And he's like, if you ever want to see me, just shake this thing and you can come back to the, you can come back to the fourth dimension here or whatever. That's what, I'm talking about. what does he say? The quote is, I'm in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. Anyways. He shakes the glo- snow globe. They both disappear. This. I, they don't see it, right? The step parents don't see it, so they like file immediately. Like it, there's a kidnapping here. Yes. Our uh, Scott thinks he's Santa Claus and he's kidnapped our son. Yes, got it. Instead, no, they've just been sent up to the North Pole to get ready for Christmas Day. And I think, I think I might be crossing over with Elf knowledge and maybe Santa Claus Two knowledge. That they, they, <laughs> they no future
0: spoilers, Craig. Be careful. That's why
2: I'm I'm treading lightly. I th- no, I don't think there's anything with the sleigh and- No, the sleigh's fine I thought maybe there was, but I don't think there is They make upgrades to the sleigh, but it's not a whole spirit thing That's an elf thing um, Anyways, so they go up there and they're just getting North Pole ready They're just getting everything ready, they're working on the toys They're knocking the things around with the hammers and shit like that And everything's going fine Except for the fact that everyone in America thinks Scott kidnapped his son And Yeah, yeah, okay Okay, okay And so finally it's the big day And they go out to do their stuff. There it is. This is the big day. Are we showing the audience this? How badly are we going to get cleaned by Disney Plus? I I think,
0: I think, I think we're going to be okay because of how quick he's been doing it. There's no audio. Okay. There's no audio? That's
4: that's what I was thinking. No audio. I think we're going to be okay. I'm trying to do it quick.
0: Yeah, we're rolling them dice on this one in so many ways.
4: But on the live, it hasn't, like, since we're back live, there, there hasn't been any warnings there, which it sometimes gives you.
0: Okay, here we are. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're getting ready. They're getting to out roll. their big
2: thing. They're gonna go out and do their big thing. They go out there. They start going. The thing, of course, is that. Well, again, I shouldn't say that. Maybe I don't think it's his first house. Basically, they've set a trap. They understand that Scott Calvin thinks he's Santa Claus and that he's kidnapped Charlie. So the police and the step parents are gonna catch this motherfucker. They're gonna catch a predator. Some would say. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it happens on the first go-round. It can't be the first house. That doesn't make any sense. But he, he does get caught. He, he's going in there putting presents, and he gets caught, right? The cops get him. They take him into jail. Arrested. I said, i get him personally. That's just me. They get him, <laughs> and they take him into jail. And the whole time, he's Santa Claus. What's your other name? Chris Kringle. This is the interrogation room. pup pup Another just fucking Tim Allen, a national treasure. You know what I mean? Except for I'm sure the horrible stuff he's done. Yeah, I don't don't yeah. send me links to all this yeah. horrible shit. No, we don't
4: want
2: to know. Does he? He's in horrible shit. <sighs> I think he has
4: very conservative
0: views. Like yeah. very bad. Very yeah. Bad. Tim
2: Allen. Do you remember the day when you could just go to the motion picture house, you'd see the movie, and then you would never know. You I know mean, what I also, mean? And also, I do hey, remember box episode
0: here. what two of this show, where it was us like, oh, 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 yeah, here we are, the Santa Claus.
2: Anyways, he's. Brought in to, you know, Book'em Dano. And they're like, yeah, Papa Gijo And do all the other funny things. It's great or whatever.
0: And Hold uh, on. I Sorry. This happens a lot when you're doing an in-review plot, all right? Yeah. Where you just start saying things, and all of a sudden it's words. And then you start having a conversation with yourself that's not in your head. But sometimes it feels like you think it's in your head. Okay, but you're enough. actually just saying it. And then you start saying sounds and words. What you just did, like you just said some oh, Papa Gijo, oh And then you just said Papa Ojijo. I'm going to need a little <laughs> clarification of what Papa Gijo is. When they
2: are... <laughs> Interrogating uh, Santa Claus, uh-huh. Tim Allen. Yeah, and they're like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Santa Claus." What's your real name? And he starts running through aliases. And he's like, "Oh, I'm known the world over as." He's like Chris Kringle. Yeah, and then one of the ones he does from another uh, uh, section of the world is
0: Papa, and he does it in a little, a little voice. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That makes more sense. Thank you, Kevin. What are you doing to this backer? It's <laughs>
4: making it all spicy. Anyways, uh, we just happen to get this background today, like literally as you were calling yeah. for a holiday background, but it is a still image. So I'm trying to make it the fireplace moving because I like the reflection on the ground. Look at how Good. beautiful it is.
0: Nice. Here we are making magic happen live in front of your eyes as Greg, by memory, impressively recounts the tale of the Santa Claus. We're almost at the end. I know we are. This is a tight movie. This is a tight movie. It's actually not. It's really not. Would you you believe this is an hour and 40 minutes? I wouldn't. I would bet. Santa Claus, oh, that's a sweet hour 15. When we we do interview, we'll be all about it. Mm -hmm. It's
2: another one here where, you know, again, Charlie. Believes, and he's back with his parents, but he's or step parents, or his mom and 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 Neil, and uh, you know he's trying to get them to listen. They won't listen, but I think this is when he gets Neil to look in the snow globe and mom to look in the snow globe, and they see magic, and they're like, "Oh shit, we had this wrong. He actually is Santa." But this is another brownout part for me where I don't remember how we spring him
0: from the joint. So, so here's the thing. Like, even the Wikipedia is very vague about this, but what it says is, upon arriving at Laura and Neil's home, Scott's arrested. The elves send a team to break him out of jail. Ah, uh, right. Scott convinces Laura and Neil that he's Santa, and asks Charlie to spend Christmas with them as they're his family too.
2: Yeah, you're. That's way, wait.
0: Wait, yeah. do
4: you guys not remember the like? It was like their their SWAT team. Yeah. Of elves with like jet packs. It, it's E L. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: and they fly out of the they, North Pole. Uh, uh, that was incredibly E-L-F-S, cool. That, Yeah, fantastic
2: And so they bust him out Snow globe thing, again, this is also Back to where we all started And where you're going to finish this episode Where Madeline was like, Santa's real In the world, but the parents don't believe it So highly not believe There are two different stories Neil's story is I stopped believing in Santa Claus When I asked for an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle And didn't get it uh, the, mom's story is I asked for a dream date and didn't get it. And they're both like, This is how I knew Santa wasn't real, right? And so that was told way back when they're trying to convince Charlie Santa's not real, right? Now, here at the end, when he, he, everything you just said happens, right? And they're getting in the sleigh to fly away, he tosses out the gifts in these like little silver balls and they come down in parachutes. And they open those up and it's dream date and it's his weenie whistle. They're like, Oh man. He, well, I mean, we can see you fucking flying and we just went through all this shit, but like, Santa was real. But, I mean, this opens up a whole Pandora's box of why didn't these kids get what? Why were they on the naughty list that year? Why didn't Santa give me the, the weenie whistle then? You well, know maybe
0: we'll get a prequel series on Disney+. Plus. Because I don't even know what
2: the Santa Claus is. I think it must be a sequel
0: is. series. But, like, okay. we need to know the story of, uh, of Laura and Neil.
2: Right, right. And so now it's back to we're going to go do the work out there, right? And this is where Charlie introduces some of the cool things he's added to the sleigh. Him and Bernard put in a hot cocoa machine. Yes. That's fucking dope. Because mm-hmm. you always look at that. And as a kid, you're like, that's cool. Very I cool. wish I had on tap uh, 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 hot cocoa. Cocoa. And so uh, they go and they make their deliveries. He makes it back to the little girl's house. This time, he comes down. Because she had said you also weren't fat like Santa. And now he's fat this year. She makes a comment to that. And he's like, whoo. And he like, he, <laughs> but he eats the cookies. He drinks them. And she's like, this is great. He drinks the milk. And he eats the cookie and then drinks the milk. And then goes. I think something's wrong. I think your milk went bad. And she's like, no, it's whatever. Lacto- it's like it's, lacto- it's lactose-free milk. And he's like, you remember. And it's like a really sweet, you know, yeah, come around yeah, yeah, with a Yeah, 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 I love that. There or whatever. And uh, yeah, they just fucking crush it get the presents out there. I, I want to say there was some deadline for Christmas cheer. I don't know if it's like the world ends if he doesn't get them all by sunrise or some <laughs> shit. <but> like,
0: <laughs> he turns back into I, a Soy frog. milk. Thank
2: you, Cody. I want to say there was something, but I could be wrong on that one. I could be wrong about that part. But... They fucking crush it, right? And now he's just going to stay up in the North Pole and be chill and have his thing there. And, and you know, Charlie can come and visit him whenever he wants because they have magic. This isn't why is anybody concerned about this, right? And I think we get a, you know, Merry Christmas doll all and all good night kind of thing. And then I think, like, it's, again, there's some kind of he flies by and we see, like, Neil and the mom. and They're like, oh, Scott. But again, mom happy with Neil. Yeah, not trying to break up this relationship. No, yet. I
0: mean, I, again, you killed it. And I am so impressed because like you crushed this so much more than this Wikipedia article. I do want to read the last paragraph of this because if you did not have have any knowledge of what this movie is, yeah. and you just heard that this is a a real movie, you you'd probably be shocked. On Christmas Eve, Scott sets out to deliver the gifts with Charlie in tow. Upon arriving at Laura and Neil's home, Scott's arrested. The elves set a team to break him out of jail. Scott convinces Laura and Neil that he's Santa and asks Charlie to spend Christmas with them as they are his family too. Laura burns the court papers suspending Scott's visitation rights and tells Scott he can visit any time. Bernard appears and tells Charlie that anytime he shakes the snow globe, his father will appear. Before leaving, Scott gives Laura and Neil the two Christmas presents that they never got as children, which had caused their disbelief in Santa. Scott proves his identity to the police before heading off, and Neil apologizes to Charlie, who forgives him. Charlie summons Scott back with the snow globe, and Laura agrees to let Charlie go with Scott in the sleigh to finish delivering the presents. That is an unbelievable plot for a movie, and here we go. Successful. 25 years like, later, people remember it so fondly.
2: I remember, and I also appreciate that she tosses the papers in the fire. Like, that's a great symbolic gesture, but I still think in the American legal system, and they are binding, you know
3: what yeah, I mean? there's a whole
0: situation here. I mean, although this man's a different man now, you know, True from too. SC to SC. SC to SC, indeed. And that Go was the
2: ahead. thing that, you know, he had pajamas that were monogrammed, but they were, he thought they were Scott Calvin and Santa
0: Claus. You know. That was good. That's how it is. Always so clever. That's the thing. I love when you look at nineties movies and you start thinking like, why was this movie made? And then you realize it's because someone had the brilliant idea of the Santa Claus. Yeah. And they're like, well, we got to make a movie out of that. Yeah. What could it be? And that's what results in the paragraph I just read you where they're like, well, it's, it's legal. There has to be a legal situations somewhere. Yeah. Right.
2: Legal was big back mm-hmm. in the nineties. Remember that liar, liar. The practice on TV. Yeah. Like, we uh, we loved legal shit back then, Kev. Liar, liar, man. Austin Legal? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. Rashida yes. Jones had a huge crush on her on
0: that. She was a receptionist. A lot of legalities here, you know? what I got for you, Barrett. It's what I got for you. It's what I got for you today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are excited to get you to this interview with Cliff Blissinski. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> control freak. And then have you watch how we got to this intro. But I digress. Uh, you already would know all of that and have seen all of that if you'd have been on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, of course, you can get each and every episode ad-free. You can get the show uh, when, uh, whenever you want it as an MP3 or a video ad-free. You can get it with the 38 episodes of bonus content we do exclusively over there each and every month. And, of course, you could get your name read as a Patreon producer, just like... <laughs> Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Hillary Barnard, not Bernard, Barnard, according to this. ID underscore Raven, Immersion Fragrances, Delaney Twining, Christopher Rodriguez, the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC Clan, Corey Turnipseed. <laughs> it's too late in the day for me not to laugh at Corey Turnipseed. You know what I mean? Imagine you're, you're, imagine you're Mr. Seed. You're Mr. Seed. You're Cody Seed. You're about to have a son, and you're like, give this kid the middle name Turnip. People are fucked up out there, you know, and it boggles the mind. <laughs> Tall Tree81, Trent Berry, Joseph A. Carlson, Tranquil Uranium, uh, Macro, one up Pest Control, Alex J. Sandoval, James Hastings, uh, Colin Huguenel, uh, Carrie Palmer, Skylar Peterson, Casey Andrew, Elliot, Brian Cheney, Casey Kern, Greg with two G's in the front, two G's in the back, Trevor Starkey, Adam. Just Adam. I like it. Jacob Mohlfeldt. Uh Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Meintel, Jordan from Kansas, Boo, Cameron Boas, <laughs> uh, Jay Kolbs, uh, David Hazenga, uh, Jericha, aka Jericho, Hannah, uh Molecule, Nathan Lamoff, Monica uh, Maleng. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the name. I'm laughing at that's how I decided to say God, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Adam Sandler <laughs> all of a sudden.
2: You're Julia, Giulia, Monica, Monica, Monica. Monica. <laughs> we'll say, eh, but I'm sorry, Monica. <laughs> uh, Delaney Twenty, which I thought we already did. Log. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. No, oh, I think yeah. so. Uh, Ryan Anderson. Kelly Kimball Eric Velasquez Ivan Quiz Scotty Wyatt Alex Greedle Muh-muh-mur uh, Al Tribesman <laughs> Jacob Meyer uh, Stefan Stryker Gordon McGuire Burt Meg Totally Normally Jason L James Davis A.K.A. Uh, da-
3: <laughs> Burt Meg <laughs> No! No! Oh my god <laughs> It is the it's B-E-R-T You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I had a coke. I had a coke. You had a coke, everybody.
0: I was so close to being gone. I was almost out of it. I was so close. Burt Meg! He got through Burt Meg. <laughs> <laughs> got a couple of names fast <laughs> and had to go back. <laughs> like he was in the middle of saying James Davis, aka at James Davis Makes, but was thinking about Burt Meg.
2: <laughs> I often am. James Davis, aka at James Davis Makes. Mick at the Abramson. Arrow Joe, DJ Kento on Twitch. Ryan T from Tennessee. Derek Gregg, Donald Eccles, Short Fuse 06. Jordan Harrison.
0: And Sean Valorick. You did it. I'm so proud of you. But not as proud of you for nailing that plot summary. Like, I am always impressed with your memory of lyrics, with your ability to do a plot for a movie we just watched. Sure. This is a whole new level, Greg. I like that. The details. The color, as you called it. Yep, yep.
2: Man. Well, I hope you enjoyed it and will enjoy the rest of this episode because there's still a lot to come. Uh, However, all those people I just read and everybody else on patreon.com slash kind of funny, they don't have to worry about the ads you're about to hear.
0: Shout out to Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home with eSIM, while saving tons on phone plans starting at just $15 a month. I've had my mom using Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal, and I have to say, now is the perfect time to switch. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, and high-speed data delivered on the nation's Largest five G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. Or if you need a new device for a limited time, get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan. For a limited time, buy any three month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to MintMobile.com/kinda funny. That's MintMobile.com/kinda funny. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen dollars a month at MintMobile.com/slash. Kind of funny what's the first thing you do when you wake up is it checking up on your credit score I don't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. So, start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Games. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stripe Bank N.A. pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs at 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. So again, start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash KF games. That's chime.com slash KF games. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their biggest Black Friday sale ever. The best part about Shady Rays is their insane protection program featuring lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked dropped in the lake off a cliff anything if you get the wrong style for yourself or someone else no need to worry avoid the hassle and the forced thank yous with free 30-day exchanges and returns you will either love the shades or shady rays will pay to ship them back Act now for their best Black Friday selection. Redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny
2: Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, AKA the second best baby blues in San Francisco, AKA the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. Pleasure to be with you today, Greg we dropped the dead weight, and we've added published author, Clifford Blazinski. Hello, Cliff.
1: Salud. Very good to see you guys. It's good to see is, you. Is it, is it that soon where we plug the book? Yeah, oh, yeah. Why? Well,
2: you do right. Well, eventually, we're just going to start talking about it as a hot dog a sandwich. So you start with this. You get the book out of the way. There it is. Yeah, Control Freak available right now from Simon & Schuster. You can go get it anywhere, wherever fine books are sold. Also, there's the audio version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. Whatever else. Yeah. 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 Uh, Cliff, here's where I want to start as someone who's read the book. All right. Okay. How do you think of yourself yourself in 2022?
1: I feel like I'm a Pokemon that's uh, evolved but hasn't quite seen its final form. Mm. Okay.
2: Okay. I like that. We a can lot. help with
1: that. Yeah. You know. I see. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm damn near I'm 47 at this point. Um, and I'm at the point where I'm at the sage age where my father was when he passed. Um, you know, it just so happens I you know don't eat melted butter every night on my popcorn and I don't smoke and you know all that stuff Helpful. Um, but the thing is is you know life is what happens when you're making other plans and so I see the book as kind of chapter overall one of where my life is going and now we're in full midlife crisis mode baby <laughs> <laughs> next up we'll figure it out yeah think- exactly but it was a lot of work to write um, and I don't expect it to be a New York Times bestseller anytime soon but I think those who pick it up who are curious why their kids, play so many video games, want to make them, want to be Twitch streamers, want to be TikTokers, YouTubers, influencers, things like that. I think depicting my journey in the business and my growing up in the business as the industry grew up, I think it'd be very enlightening to people, even those who don't make games or don't even play games. That's kind of what, what the goal was with it.
2: For sure. And I think I can see that in it. But what surprised me about it, and I should say surprised me, because I think I, I've, I know you a little bit, right? I know you more than just being on Twitter. We've talked once or twice or been on the, the set or whatever together is the fact that, you know, how do you define yourself as one thing, but the way other people want to define
1: you or what people think of you, I think, is another, right? And, well, you know, it's, it's, a two, it's a two-folded issue, right? Yeah. The first issue is, you know, over the course of my career, you know, I made a name for myself by not only making really good games, but also by saying crazy shit, and putting myself out there, sometimes in goofy outfits, and yeah. just, again, saying outlandish things. And that's how American politics are in right now. What's the most absurd shit I can, get, I can say to get the other side to boost my voice? And people may not agree with what I say, but they know the names like Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, and so, you know, I was very polarizing over the course of my time working in video games. But also, it goes back to, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, hits from Jazz to Unreal Unreal Tournament, uh, and of course, Gears, and worked a little bit on goddamn Fortnite, which I see everywhere. God bless them, they did a great job with that pivot. But the thing is, is, you know, you become known only for your biggest success. And so when it comes to, you know, anytime I talk about Gears on my public social media, everyone's just like, brand make Gears better, fix Gears! Like, I'm some sort of magic bullet, you know, that's going to, like, ricochet off the heads of the people at the Coalition that will suddenly fix what they think is wrong with the franchise, even though I think they're doing a perfectly good job with it. But it becomes the whole thing, it's like, you know, you're like a sitcom guy who had, like, his phrase, you know, like, the old uh, TV show The State... <laughs> Yeah, I, Where the guy—the guy of the, guy the catchphrase, "I want to dip my balls in it," right? And I, it becomes like that. Like you become that guy that everyone's like, "Hey, do, do the thing, do the thing." And it, it, there's no like one. I'm not—I'm not the voice actor from it, but you know, being the lead designer and whatnot, it's like you know, I learned to the kids' games. I'm like I—I kind of worked on a few more than that, but I mean, that's the thing is you know, you often become most known for your. You're a most well-known thing. And so whenever I, I get recognized online or in public, and in public, it's only once every week or two, which is the best kind of fame to have. Um, <laughs> you know, the, when people, There's a guy the other line that was live streaming on Twitch. Um, uh, one of the games I did back when I was a teenager called Palace of Deceit. It was like one of those little 2D adventure games like Deja Vu and Uninvited. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even remember no. how, how to solve half these convoluted puzzles I did when I was like 17 years old. And, uh, but it was still, like, you know, everyone was goo goo guying over the, the pixels and the pixel art and my cheesy art and my design and my, my, my prose and, the, and my 17-year-old ass wrote in Visual Basic. And, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things, like, with the nostalgia phase, you know, I just got a check off of Jazz Jackrabbit from Epic Games. Nice. From- I still want to I still once a quarter get paid for a game I did in 1994. Um, and it, that's, that's pretty cool. But, you know, people have short-term memories. You know, and with my career, you know, they loved, you know, the fans loved to build me up put me on the pedestal, this guy's great, he makes great games, and then I got cocky, and then they love to tear you down, Bosky sucks, Lawbreakers is an Overwatch clone, all that stuff, and Radical Heights isn't going to make it, and then the studio closes, and I just go quiet for a few years and just you know reflect and and pour out my thoughts in this intimate tome, which is available to find booksellers everywhere.
2: Well, that's the thing about it, right? Because where I was driving with this is that I do think of you still as Cliff Blazinski. Like You know what I mean? You are a name in video games. As much as you try to run from it, you'll be back to make more video games. But it is that bravado, and it is the talent you have, and it is you being on an E3 stage. And I was taken aback a bit by how unflinching the autobiography is, and the stuff you get into. I mean, you you know you dropped to the top, but talking through and even you know foreshadowing your father's death the way you do, talking about like how you know you could smell the butter on him at night, and he had heart heart problems. But you know we'll get to that later. Uh, you know talking about the own st- your own stuff you've had to go through, right? Of like you know you again head-on address being molested in the book you then of course talk about the video games but you talk about your success but you talk about your starter marriage you start talk about going through all these different things i thought the entire section about bosky and lawbreakers and whenever you guys are out for drinks and the, you know they look at the phone and it's the overwatch trailer and they go we're so fucked <laughs> like this is all fascinating stuff but did any of that ever make you want to go, maybe I shouldn't write the book or maybe I shouldn't put this in there? Did you want to gloss over that stuff or keep it away?
1: Uh, I know Jason Schreier. He wrote a couple of great books in the business. One was sure. uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Um, the other one was, I can't remember the name of it. It was about Ip studios shutting down. And he's a great writer. I've enjoyed both of his books. I recommended his books to everybody. Um, and his are somewhat personal, but Press Jason reset, yeah. press reset. Yeah, it there it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Or he could have called it, I will control, I'll delete you. But... Um, the thing is is like his books are very, very good, but he still has that whole like torque point of like, are Sony and Naughty Dog gonna sue me and uh is Kurt Margino like know about the things I said about him and, 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 and Last of Us or whatever, right? Like he still has that restraint, you know. I'm under NDA with Epic Games and Microsoft, but I skirted the line really, really well. I wasn't like here's the secret to Unreal Engine. Here's the time I was hanging out with Mark Rain, sharing a comfort in with him in Toronto and he was hanging around in his underwear. Like it's, now you're actually doing <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually true, but it's not in writing. So Oh you know. <laughs> man, um, that man had some gravy farts. But the thing is is I wanted to make it deeply personal. Like yeah. my, my philosophy is, you know, even if you don't like Facebook, you know, you can watch the social network and understand the plight that Zuckerberg and the Winklevoss twins went through and all that stuff that happened there. If you if you don't like baseball, you can watch Moneyball and understand how Billy Bean managed to shape the Oakland A's in order to give the formula to the Red Sox winning their first World Series in however many decades. And so I, mean, I don't even like baseball, but I'm still watching this. Like, this is this is compelling stuff. And so the the pitch, you know, from Simon & Schuster was that it was going to kind of be Anthony Bourdain's uh, Kitchen Confidential, but for video games. because. Sure. You know, he, he was very open and personal about his life as well as his travels. Um, his story, unfortunately, had a, a, a really tragic ending. And, you know, I, I looked up to that guy who was so charismatic and handsome and compelling and and just intelligent. And then, you know, he's like, no, I'm done. It's just like, Jesus Christ. But anyway, that just got dark. But yeah, the goal was to make something just personal and to, to put it all out there. And uh, names have been changed to protect the not so innocent. Okay. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. So the, the book's out. I'm very interested in that. I'm also interested in your this karaoke career. You have burgeoning <laughs> that I'm seeing on social media. I need to know what is the what's the, in your mind. What's the pitch on the karaoke situation?
1: So I have a screenplay that I've been noodling on. I don't know if it'll ever go anywhere. And somebody who actually knows how to really write, you know, can take this. with The idea out. is it's uh, it's pitch perfect for dudes. So basically, you have a, a gaggle of dudes who work at an upcoming startup company, tech company, right? And it's it's flailing. It's 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 on the way out. They're running out of runway. You know, the main dude, his marriage is failing, right? And so one time, he goes out with his boys, and they they drink all the the, the Korean, uh soju. They they do all the Korean barbecue. They do all the karaoke, and they they get drunk too much. They throw up in a plant. Blah, blah blah blah. But they wind up having a blast. And so they find places around town where they meet all these different characters. And it's kind of this this arc of he finding the main character finding his way out of his first marriage, finding a new love of his life, as well as, you know, finding a way to save his studio by having uh, a singing competition, you know, in town, but also they only get like 50 people there, but it winds up going on Twitch and going viral and starting this whole trend of not just, you know, TikTok dancing, but also, you know, karaoke nights on social media and things like that. And it's uh, temporarily called mic droppers. But uh, I was a nerd in high school. And, uh, you know, I, whenever I walk into a, a crowded bar, you know, my wife's the, the shy one, I'm the extrovert. Uh, she'll like look around the room and she's, she's like, oh my God, it's, it's really busy, and I'm like, Challenge accepted. Yeah, and <laughs> here's my audience, baby. <laughs> and, and then you yeah, scream all you want, you don't run anywhere from my voice. And then, um, they, um, what happens is, uh, you got to read the crowd, right? And like, I've seen people show up at a pack bar, and like, it's early in the night, but they just open with Mr. Brightside. You never open with Mr. Brightside, you close with Mr. Brightside. <laughs> and then, you know, if it's a more mostly like a college crowd, you do like Before He Cheats or Kenny Chesney, she thinks my tractor's sexy. Um, you know, sometimes you switch it up with 90s hip-hop or 80s hair metal, and it, the, my favorite thing is, you know, I know most of the crew that comes to the beer garden that I co in on Mondays, and what we do is, uh, you know, we, we have this gaggle of people, the regulars, and if there's only like six or seven people, we do what we call the test kitchen. It's like, alright, I guess I'm doing uh, Nina Simone's Feeling Good Tonight. I'll, I'll try that, and then I walk off, I'm like, and... And then once the crowd gets packed, I go to my list on my phone. Okay, here's my staples. Uh, okay, I guess I'm going to do We're Not Going to Take It. i Twisted Sister again. And, you know, like my, my friend Travis, you know, he films it. And, you know, I'm not going to be on TikTok doing all this stuff and things like that. I'm too old for that shit. But, you know, I do love karaoke. Um, you know, I was a drama nerd in high school. And every time I go to a comedy show or a theater show or karaoke, I wear my little comedy and tragedy necklace as kind of a good luck sign. Because I just, I love the arts. I always have. I always will.
0: Are there songs that you feel are on the like the no-fly list where it's like well, the moment someone chooses it, you're like, this is not gonna not gonna work out at
2: any point, like because at any well, point with a crowd? Yeah, because we
0: were just talking recently, uh, uh, me, and my brother, my fiance, like, what is your go-to karaoke song? And for the longest time, my fiancée's was... I busted
2: on my list too, Cliff. I want you to grade my, grade my picks.
0: It was <laughs> Underneath Your Clothes by Shakira. And I'm oh. like, you need to stop doing this. It's too long,
1: it's too slow, and it's depressing. Like,
0: That's, no so one's happy about is, this.
1: A lot of it's the selection. Like, you know, somebody... I, I was at a karaoke bar. There's was a one time. This girl goes up and she does Patsy Cline's crazy. And it's like... Actually, I have a mic, so she's like, crazy. Crazy for... And f- we're all like... You know, it's like you got you got to read the room and just you know, once you get the vibe, you get the people going, and then you you know, like if it's if you're gonna do hip hop, you know, white people always want to say the word. Y- no, you can't say the word, say dude. The word. It's physics, Morty. Books have been written about this shit, and so it's really actually it's really easy. Like you know, if you're at a predominantly African American bar and you start to do like some '90s hip hop and 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 the words in there, and you kind of can see like the constituents kind of turning and getting really, like, look at this, look at this, motherfucker. And then like I, you know, I'm like dodging it like bullets. I'm saying brother, 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 and things like that. And they're like. Okay, he did okay. Um, <laughs> he did okay. <laughs> the other one, uh, the other go-to one is uh, Turtle Power. You remember that from awesome. the teenage mutant Sure. On the half shell, they're the heroes for. In this day and age, you could ask for more. The crime wave was live. Well, anyway, I could I could do that shit. Um, oh, Gin uh, and Juice. Um, fucking Bon Jovi's, Dead or Alive. I think I might try and uh, do Hammers. He can't touch us. Uh, Billy Idol, Rebel Yell. You gotta do that voice. In the <laughs> <laughs> the
2: clipping makes it like you murdered. Your plane's going
1: down. Yeah, <laughs> I have fun with it. And ah. The thing is, is, you know, my my friend Travis videotapes like forty five seconds of it every uh, every week. And um you know, I it's the thing is, I respect the arts. You know, that's the thing. You know, being a drama nerd in high school, I had no problem getting on stage at grommet's Chinese Theater and playing Gears. I had no problem being at press junkets at GDC, doing you know, keynotes at PAX and things like that. Uh, you know just I have friends who start to do those kinds of things and I tell them, you know, the classic thing Just you know imagine people in their underwear, you know and remember, you know, like whenever you know rehearse 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 and whenever I would You know do a, a rehearsal for a lecture the dog would be barking or the doorbell would be ringing and Lauren would be like Shh, and I'd be like no because there's gonna be somebody in the audience. You, you know this man You guys have done enough on stage. There's gonna be somebody who's gonna cough in the audience There's gonna be somebody who might yell at something and there's gonna be somebody who might do god knows what and you, you know you, you have to be able to be like yeah, that was great and get right back on track the other Overlap with video games and 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 karaoke and Broadway stuff that I'm involved with. Uh, there's just an over a lot of overlap in those areas in regards to pacing, timing, memorizing lines. You know, stand-up comedy, uh, being able to you know deviate from a plan. Same thing with game development. You know, you look at Fortnite. It's like, oh, this save the world's doing okay, but what if we pivoted and did a you know a versus you know a battle royale? <laughs> you know, step three profit. And that's the thing is you know in software knowing how to pivot and it's again with broadway you know when they make a show they do what they call a workshop and they, they they test it for a few months they get it to where they think it's good then they do a test run in like dc or or soho in in the uk and then once they feel it's all nice and snug they have the right cast they boom opening down on broadway and then it hopefully goes for years then it goes to the tour Then the licensing rights go to the school so the kids can sing it in their drama class the thing that i've learned is that the overlap between all of these different industries there's so much of the venn diagram overlap and for me you know, learning the video game industry as I was growing up. You know, this book is literally from all the way from Space Invaders all the way through to, you know, cryptocurrency and NFTs, whatever you want to say about them, and, and the metaverse and, and virtual reality and where everything's is going over the course of my life as, you know, I grew up with the business as the business was growing up. Who knows if it's grown up yet.
2: It's to the point it's grown to now.
0: Yeah. It will continue to grow up. And For We sure. will look
2: back and we were so young.
0: It is also not in its final form. Stage Two Pokemon
1: Evolution. You, yeah. you know what I'm all about right now is Mid Journey. Have you guys been messing with that AI stuff? No, I see. I see you tweet about it all the time. It's uh, for those of you who don't know, they basically have. There's multiple versions of this. What they've done, they scraped ArtStation, they scraped all these different areas. Just and it had this this giant gumbo of just data of of images and humans and vehicles and, and 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 landscapes and things like that. And you can literally go there and you you log into their Discord, type forward slash imagine and then type in, you know, like, you can upload an existing image and have it modify it, or you can start saying, uh, you know, uh, giant jackrabbit, uh, you know, headband, red headband, blue gun, uh, turtles attacking, alien world, uh, dramatic, uh, cinematic lighting, highly detailed, go. And then 30 seconds later, boom, you get four versions of that. And then, like, some of them are just, like, you know, you'll have the turtle with, like, six eyes and the gun come out of its <laughs> ass, you know, looking like it came out of, like, the, the, the teleportation pod from the flyer or something Digimon. from the thing, yeah. right? exactly well that's my wife still plays pokemon go and i look at that she's like isn't that cute i'm like that looks like it came out of the literally like the thing like is that a, <laughs> is that a dickhead with a spider legs coming out of it i don't know okay pokemon. sure <laughs> hey. you, you caught you caught a squabbly goof babe you know good for you <laughs> spoiler you can't catch them all but you the thing about mid journey is like you know i have the like multiple ips that i'm working on i'm even working on one with the missus um she's working on one of her own where it's uh you know a comic book that's about gargoyles and this kind of you know uh neo future where you know technologies replaced religion all these kind of cool ideas and she hasn't used it but i've gotten pretty adept at the last couple of weeks so i'm sitting there okay here's you want you want this that you want a church that has server racks in it Brrrr! you know i'm firing all these files over it. and she's like she's like okay i want a gargoyle perched on top of a church that looks kind of like the crow with rain and then an atmosphere and smoke and cars crashing below boom and it just cranks it out and there's been this huge uproar in the art community in regards to what ai means for this um because artists are like well i guess i'm out of a job but the thing is there's yeah there's some of them there's uh i typed in anna and elsa Defending castle from zombies with guns. And, it's uh, wild. Looks like, man. It. It, looks, it looks like Margot Robbie and um, I can't remember like a like a red like Jessica Chastain, like just and there's uh, there's Luke and uh, Vader enjoying a nice giant frosty milkshake on a, on a beach. i, I was assuming <laughs> it was the beach in Rogue One, but somebody mentioned that the timeline was off because Luke wouldn't be that. Buff yeah. Depending on that, and I'm like, you fucking nerd! God bless you. <laughs> Get out of here. That's dork. your
0: problem with Get this. door could <laughs> it be? Let's the be milkshake's not it. even blue.
1: Yeah, and that's, uh, that was when I decided to run that famous photo of me with the chainsaw gun and the red shirt through it, and uh, I'm like... <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just the, the, the comedic value of these, and, and the thing is, is yeah, I don't think this is going to replace concept art anytime soon. What it is for me is somebody who's iterating on multiple projects, you know, I don't know if you've seen the dog one that I've been working on, um, but working with uh, Alex DeCampi, she did uh, Maddie for Duncan Jones, who did Source Code, Moon, in the World of Warcraft film, she's been a delight to work with. Um, so, you know, that's a project we're working on. We might have people interested in that right now that we're nibbling. But one thing I know is when you're completely freelance, shut up dog, (sighs) when you're completely freelance as a creative, you know, it feels like an RPG where the world's finally opened up and I can go over to the, to the East village. I can go to the Northern Lake. I can go to the, the smoky mountains. I can do whatever I want. And like, so as a result. I have like four or five of these just IPs that, you know, I've paid certain artists to do concept art for before. If you saw the image of the dog overlooking the kind of domed city with the pigeon that i put out there a while back uh, but the thing is, is now I'm just like okay here's what i'm thinking you just get a smattering of stuff in the folder just to get to the point where you get the idea if you're pitching something you're working with the artist you're working with a programmer you're working with a 3d artist you're working with an animator a publisher something that could be a netflix series a toy line a video game uh the whole nine yards uh, you know underers you know i'm down for that so that's the thing is i i'm back making ip and i don't have to babysit programmers it's not the programmers need babysitting but they question everything. The phrase I always say about working with the programmers, you know, arguing with the programmers like wrestling with a pig in the mud. Eventually, you realize the pig likes it. And programmers, they'll just argue, argue, argue. You know, I'm just playing devil's advocate. It's like now nah, you're kind of just being a dick. You know, it's the whole the old adage of you know crush all the uh, caterpillars, complain there's no butterflies, and you know maybe one day uh, you know I'll get back involved in some manner. But it absolutely has to be in my own terms because. You know, I know you get your own share of trolls uh, being, you know, visible people, but it's it, it gets old, man. You want to turn a blind eye, but every once in a while, you're like, all right, motherfucker.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can never engage,
1: Dude. Cliff. That's the thing. I hear you.
2: I know how tough it is, but yeah, I understand. Is that part of what, like, when you took the hiatus from game development was all about? That you were like, I'm just sick of fighting with people on Twitter and ha- having people shit on my ideas or come at me or yada, yada, yada?
1: Well, that was part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know... um, uh, Lawbreakers was a solid game. You know, I still get people tweeting me every day, like, I miss it. And what happened was, you know, with my studio, you know, again, the cockiness that people perceived that came out of me, it uh, was giant cases shot and fraud. But it was like, ah, oh, look at Mr. Cocky game developer, guys, game studio fail. <laughs> and the press didn't help along the time. You know, I'm not a fan of 45. I absolutely can't stand him. But the one point that he'll make occasionally is he'll make an offhanded comment and then that becomes the main pull quote. And they take things out of context. It's the same thing. I don't want to go down the full comedy route, right? But I do like Dave Chappelle's comedy and Dave Chappelle makes some really edgy controversial statements, but he navigates that space and frames it within the context. So at the end, you're like, okay, that was a good point. And that was actually a pretty good joke. But What happens is people take one pull quote of one sentence completely out of context, put an article out about it. And then everyone just jumps to the on the outrage bandwagon. Uh, You know, all the conversations about cancel culture and things like that. But it's one of those things that you know YouTube videos, you know Blazinsky delusional releases character shooter next to Overwatch, like like that day you mentioned when we saw the video of Overwatch and and Matt, my programmers, like we are so fucked, like 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 it's like I stood up, pushed myself out of the chair at the bar and said, let's make exactly that fucking game in nine months. I know we can do it, like and that's how your average gamer sometimes thinks. They don't they can't understand that sometimes separate bodies of interesting talented game developers could come to the same conclusion much like what happens mm, in Hollywood. Mm. Like, you know, back in the day, for those of you old enough to remember, we had, you know, uh, Deep Impact and uh, Armageddon. You know, it, there's like, you know, the same, thing happened, with, same yeah. thing happened with all those all those water movies. You know, suddenly there's an underwater movie. There's like Leviathan, and then there's uh, The Abyss, and then all these, you know, Deep Star Six, all these underwater movies start coming out. Titanic. And, uh, exactly. Well, I mean, it, it didn't start as an underwater movie. <laughs> it got there. <laughs> I love how the internet, being the curmudgeonly cunts that they are, decided, like, Take the the piece of flotsam that Kate Winslet had, you know, that she, I'm just going to conveniently reuse the, bo- the book here. Yeah, of course. And, you know, she, she's, like, laying on it like this, like, oh, there's no room for you, Jack. There's no room, and I'll never let go. You know, like, I'm just going to hang out the diamond and toss it in the ocean anyway, so this is all for naught. But, hey, I got some good dick in a uh, vintage vehicle. I got to put my hand up all nine yards. Was Open. that her hand or his hand? I always thought it was his hand. Oh, yeah, because you probably need the leverage because he's kind of. Doing I've the, never the, I never thought of him. He's shaking at
2: the end of it. That's what I remember. I don't remember. Yeah, he
1: probably had Kate Winslet in the back doing the reverse pile driver. You know, this is how the poor people fuck, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is how we do it in steerage. This is how we do it in steerage. It's like, wow. You so he, he, he can't see Billy Zane with his little white gloves on. Like, you know, like. His little he white up, gloves. He'd still have like the tux on and there's stuff. What, like, there's I think the it's called
2: 1899. It's on Netflix right now. It's a ship show, whatever. Jen's watching it, but it's mystical and like is there in the the Triangle stuff. And there's one scene of there of some very, like, this is an arranged marriage. They're rich. It's very if Titanic, if they did get married. And when they fucking, I'm like, no, nah, that's not it, man. So yeah, that's probably
1: how it was. It wasn't good for sure. So is this, is this like, is it one of those shows like you guys sit down together and watch? Cause Lauren and I, we have, we have like multiple types of shows. There's the shows that, you know, we we're, we're lucky, we have an awesome movie set up and. The end of the night, right? Yeah, and, and so there's the shows. I'm like, okay, um, this is Midnight Mass. It's Mike Flanagan. He's a genius. We're gonna watch this. It's gonna be great. Uh, and then, well, how do we wish, miss the House, uh, the Haunting of Hill House? Oh my God, this is incredible! And then we'll find something good. We're watching Camille's Chippendales miniseries. How is that? Can't wait for it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Okay. Um, yeah, awesome. It, he starts it as a backgammon club, and before you know it, he's got you know the dudes with the you know the ties and the, the little cufflinks. It's 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 hilarious and corny and fun, um, and so then there's the shows that she just watches watches on her own. You know, like I'll be doing work, typing up some docs, having some meetings, paying bills and shit, and I hear like from the other room like she's putting on her makeup for her stream, and I hear the show below deck. Oh you yeah, guys, uh, watch that one. It, for Maybe. those of you don't know, they take these like quarter billion dollar yachts, and the, the super duper rich people rent them out to just the ordinarily rich people. And it's all these spoiled, you know, kids, 20-somethings out of, like, Florida. And they rent the yacht. And they, they're they drinking fucking the whole nine yards. But it's also getting into the crews underneath the deck and what they go through in order to host these people and all this madness. And it's just, you know, I'm like, Lauren, I don't know how you're just watching these spoiled assholes. Like, because I just, I, that would just drive me crazy. And it's the argument of, oh, there's such train wrecks. It just makes me feel good about my life, which is sure. the MO for reality TV over the last however many years. So, I can't handle that shit. I'll watch, like, a good baking show or something that actually requires some skills. Or Hot Ones, because Hot Ones is fucking genius.
2: Sure, of course. Uh, yeah, no, 1899 is a gen thing. It's like, I, it's, I, in a different world, I'd be interested enough in it, but I have my own things to do. I'm usually mm. playing Marvel Snap during it. That's, a, you know, Ben's asleep, so it's a time for some games, but I can hang Dude, out. Dude, that's, that, that,
1: that, that's totally the way we are. It's like, you know, again, the different tiers of TV, so... I love stand-up. I want to try it one day, right? We have open mic in the area, and somehow i become friends with all of these stand-up comedians on social. I think it's because I did Rogan three times back in the day, and occasionally I can be kind of funny. <laughs> hey! Hey! hey. Um, and so so tor- towards the end of the night, I want to put on, like, try new stand-up comedians on, like, Netflix or or YouTube, because, you know, we have this great generation, like Sam Murill, you got Nikki Glaser, you got yeah. um, Taylor Tomlinson, you got, Nick I mean, Stark- just yeah. so many... Yeah, uh, all of them. Name. Like they used to. They say male comedians used to make the argument that female comedians can't be funny, and I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, you know, have you seen Eliza Schlesinger, Taylor Tomlinson, Nikki Glaser? Like, not only do we have these amazing, smart, brilliant, charismatic, funny comedians, they're also beautiful. So fuck you. Um, but then, like, you know, Doug Stanhope's one of my favorites, and he came to town for the uh, the local improv, and I wound up hanging out with him and Bingo, his wife, in their green room, and we drank all his vodka together, and that was that was fun. I don't know how he's still going. But, yeah, and so I just I love, like, you know, the art of stand-up. I love being on stage. I love, as they say in Hamilton, let's get this guy in front of a crowd. Uh, you know, I've, I what's, have no problem. What's holding you back? Why haven't you gotten into it? Why haven't you jumped in? Uh, well, karaoke, for starters. Um, sure, okay. And it's one of those things, you know, I, having been a drama nerd in high school, you know, I don't know if my memory is what it used to be. You know, okay. the video game industry taught me how to drink uh, for 20 years. Um, <laughs> and now I'm actually on the wagon for a little while right now, which is actually, I'd highly recommend somebody doing that because you sleep better and, you know, you, it's, not, it's nice not waking up feeling like shit. And, uh, but yeah, that's a whole other story for another time. But the thing is- I'm is, coming uh, back to it. Don't worry. I want to, you, know, uh, you know, maybe I'll, you know, d- take up some small roles and some local plays and things like that. But I do want to do open mic. I have, you know, some stand-up bits that I want to try. Um, I have a whole bit talking about being in a, in a band that was called Mommy's Butthole that I think could play fairly well and so i I go see random comedians in town and i pay attention to the techniques you know it's like everything it's a system you know like there's people who just tell stories you know like bo burnham is a goddamn genius or there's you know the the one-liners like uh, mitch Hedberg. i saw why eating grapes once i said dude you have to wait or then george carlin who just rant truths the entire time you know life is a series of dogs you know things like that and you know sebastian montesquello he's just he's freaking great you know and like the 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 way they kind of overact on stage and then look at look at the crowd and the good callbacks you know this art of setting up a callback and then mentioning it later and and you know crowd work also in and of itself is something i absolutely adore like you know you get to, you know i'm paying you know a good 40 50 bucks to bring the missus to this comedy show at least you know buying a couple drinks and you know some idiot who's hammered in like row is yelling out some bullshit interrupting the comedian i just i love watching comedians eviscerate people because you're dealing with a person who nine times out of ten is pretty fucking sober on stage they do it for a living. The person in the crowd's probably had about three to five cocktails. Is probably a fucking idiot. Probably wants to be on stage, but doesn't have the balls to actually try it. It's a the perfect formula for be, seeing somebody just get completely wrecked in front of a crowd, and it's one of my favorite things. But yeah, that's my, my thing is later. I, video games will always be near and dear to my heart. You know, they they help me. You know, eat. You know, they paid for my house and my dogs. They helped me find the love of my life. Um, but the problem is, is when you teach a man to make video games. He won't want to play one again for his the rest of his life. You know, insert whatever pronoun you want there. He, he her, sure, them, sure, sure. whomever. Um, and it's one of those things. You know, all I see is the dollar signs on stage. You know, I see I see footage of uh, you know the the new you know uh, Batman game uh, Gotham or is it Arkham Knights or Gotham
2: Knights Gotham Knights.
1: Yeah, it looks looks amazing. Uh, I look at the footage of the Naughty Dog games coming out, and you know the new Call of Duty. Even you know with the the, the footage of the Amsterdam level looks nearly photorealistic. And for me, having been the CEO. And having seen the Excel spreadsheet where the numbers are counting down and having been friends with my employees, knowing their spouses, you know, seeing their kids at Halloween coming to my house for a crawfish boil, you know, and to see it tick, tick, tick down and knowing that, you know, I might have to let these people go, which I eventually did have to. And again, for the record, it was a two week salary and two months of health care that they got some sort of Internet rumor spread that I didn't pay people and that I took the salary or something. The studio's open for four years. I took a salary two years, motherfuckers. So, you know, you can look that up. Anyway, enough about that. So, you know, I have, I have these ideas that... The thing about the ideas that I'm making right now, from the dog thing to the Lawrence Gargoyle thing, is, you know, with my game development experience, and, you know, she has a little bit of experience with game development, but, you know, she worked at id Software, she did QA, she was the build test manager. She'd be hanging out, and Carmack would handle her phone with, like, a, a version of Doom on iPhone, and be like, hey, test that, let me know you think of the controls, and she didn't even know who Carmack was. She's like, okay, that's this, this is cool. Um, the thing is the ips that i'm creating right now i'm considering not only what the the world is what the setting is how it would fit in but also what kind of things can these characters do that would lead to a game mechanic of is this a four-player co-op shooter like left for dead is this just a single player bioshock style experience is this a kind of a batman arkham asylum type experience like what what is or is this a one-off like telltale kind of game experience and that's the kind of the the driving angle we're coming from could this be a toy line could this be a netflix animated series who's the target demographic you know, using everything that I've used as well as my my Rolodex. That was the funny thing about the book, by the way. Here we are again. Nice cover. It's all shiny and shit. embossed. Um, is the quotes in the back. I had to chase down myself. Like Simon & Schuster has been a really, really good publishing partner, but I had to literally lean on my Rolodex like, to get like Tom Bissell, wrote uh, the disaster artist about the movie The Room. uh Jason Schreier, again, blood, sweat, and pixels. Uh, Brian O'Malley, who did Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Dan Weiss, uh, the co-creator of uh, Game of Thrones with... uh. Uh, Benny off you know yeah the final season was in but you know most mostly I, I think the batting average of that show is damn good and they're friends and then of course I got a quote from T at the bottom is my man oh it's right. all dope as hell yeah right well I mean what a list of people man congrats thanks man that's this, the story in there one of them is you know like I, I grew up listening to Ice-T's music loving it and he was playing my games as I was listening to his music and then we eventually met years later when we cast him in uh Gears of War 3 and uh, it was one of those things that, you know, we're at this uh, Microsoft after party. Well, that, you know that steampunk place? Uh, is it the Edison in downtown L.A.? That's all, like, used to be a pumping station, I think. Yeah, and it's got I'm the, like, sure. exposed light bulbs or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. super cool. It feels like Bioshock, right? And so at a party. We reunited Body Count, and uh, it was one of those things, no big know, deal. Ice rolls up. No big deal. No, deal. We
2: reunited <laughs> Body Count. No big deal. Got to body shot.
1: Count, motherfuckers! And, um, you know, hanging out. Ice and Coco roll up to the party, and Ice is just being Ice. Yeah, yeah what's up? It's the Ice-T, right? And Coco's there, and she's an absolute sweetheart. She's wearing this, like, sheer dress, right? Little spaghetti straps, and she's she's built, right? And uh, Lauren's talking to her, and she Lauren's, like, this big compared to Coco, because Coco, again, she's got huge tracks of that! She, um, and she's so fucking cool. And Lauren gives her a hug, and she's like, she smells like sunless tanner. And then all of a sudden, Coco's little spaghetti strap just goes, boop, falls down. Coco's big old booby just fucking falls right out. It's like this big, beautiful, brown, fleshy avalanche just coming down the Matterhorn, right? And Lauren's like ah ah ah, and like a bunch of like the Microsoft, uh, you know, uh, test dads are like kicking, like doing this shit like oh shit shit shit, it's Coco's titty, and Coco doesn't beat bat an eyelash. She's looking at the room. She goes, happens all the time, sweetheart. Didn't bat an eyelash. And uh, so then the kicker was is I, I hear back from Simon and Shuster. They're like um so excuse me um, that that story about Coco's uh, outfit malfunction um, you need to get legal permission for that. So I email Ice-T's email. I go, yo, Ice, here's the story. Uh, is it okay if I print this? And within like two minutes, I get back, absolutely. So I, got, I got approval from Ice-T himself for that. That is the kind of
2: reporting in control
1: for That is what you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can sit there and be like, well, here's here's the difference between RAM and ROM, and here's the cathode ray tube, and this is what input lag is in friction and adhesion, and here's how what spawning means, and like all the you know, here's binary space partitioning and spherical harmonics and and lag and full stack programmers. Like, your average person reads that; they're not going to need an ambient to go to sleep. <laughs> you know, they want a, they want my voice on the page, which is you know uh, sometimes dumb, sometimes smart. But usually, always loud, and uh, you know, at least I'm consistent. And I think it's a, a pretty easy. Uh, even though we're going into winter here, uh, you know, it's a pretty easy kind of beach read. And I think the audio book turned out great. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Is uh, begins with a K. Uh, he's a very, very talented guy. Did a tremendous job. And it was so weird to hear your life story through somebody else's voice. I was gonna wonder. Yeah,
2: I was wondering. I hadn't heard about the audio one, so you didn't do it. You had somebody else come in and actually do it.
1: Uh, a, well, first off, it's on Audible. Um, B, it would have required a tremendous time sink, sure. And I'm in the mode of just, you know, interviews for the book and working on the new properties, you know, checking on the restaurants, wink, wink, karaoke. Um, you know, in, with the holidays, all the travel. And, you know, this guy, this is what he does, right? And my thing is, this book is so deep and personal to me. And I'm I'm the emotional one in the relationship, you know, for watching something compelling. And, you know, I find that the story would be interesting. I, you know, I'm the one who gets misty eyed. Lauren's over there, like, whatever. I just caught Charizard. I'm like, okay. Um, But that's the thing, is that's the way relationships usually work. I'm the one on stage doing karaoke, she's the one just sitting in the back playing Pokemon Go on two phones like this, right? And so, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, I lost my train of thought, but uh, the thing is, oh, I couldn't do the audiobook because there's like four or five parts in the book where I get, I get verklipped! You know, I get emotional, because it's literally reliving the best and worst parts of my entire life from like like the age of six. Uh, And that's why, you know, writing it was you know, I mentioned in the book, it's the equivalent of fighting Dark Link, you know, in so many (laughs) <laughs> games action rpgs in particular or rpgs in general you fight yourself you know you know you're fighting dark link and that's what it felt like for the duration it literally took four years from start to finish to write um you know i had too many characters i was v- way too explicit with my personal life in it if you thought it was a, uh, it was it was personal now like you should have seen the early drafts ooh yeah i, I, I could go on forever
2: because i want to know how much you had to cut whatever, whatever. But what I want to do before we let you get out of here is I have a question from the audience. Of course, people can write in uh, kindoffunny.com slash KF podcast. Madeline, a.k.a. Matt Exposure, wrote in and said, Hi, Cliff. I hope you're having a great day. As a fan of video games and musicals myself, would love to know more about your path from video game dev to producer of Town. How did that come about, and have you always been a fan of musicals?
1: Uh, yeah, um, I became a fan of musicals when my father died when I was 15 years old, and my mother had the OG uh, Phantom of the Opera on repeat. Uh, it really spoke to me at the time, and uh, you know, I kind of liked it before that, but this was kind of like the the gateway drug, for lack of a better term. I actually hate that drug, that term, because uh, I like my weed, and it's not a gateway drug. Anyway, yeah, um, so now. <laughs> now
2: people are doing uh,
1: weed left and right. Oh, no, dude, I go, I walk into like California, and I just walk in, like it's like an Apple Store. I'm like, oh, I want, I want indica. Just give me all of it. and I just walk up. Um, but the the thing was is, uh, there's uh, this uh, musical you may be familiar with what was the person's name again Madeline Bad, madeline uh Dear Evan Hansen, which uh, won uh-huh. the best tony a few years ago which just that show just destroys me um and the thing is is you know there's a line you know when you're falling in a forest and there's and we, do you ever make a sound will I ever make a sound and you know uh you will be found right that whole theme of it you know when you're depressed and it feels like there's no one there for you and so the guy who played Connor Murphy for a while on Broadway named Alex Boinello... Connor Murphy's the character who kills himself in Evan Hansen. It's this whole lie that goes out of control. He uh, was a fan of my video game work, and he slid into my DMs, and he said, hey, we're working on some new productions. Uh, there's one that might be of interest to in you, if you, you, know, you want to come on board and you know, invest and be a co-producer of it. And I'm like, well, what is, what is it? Sends me the the early recording cast of Hadestown, um, tells me about how it's this kind of jazzy, folksy retelling of the, the ancient myth by way of this New Orleans kind of vibe. They fall and have a second-line parade with a parasols in the middle of it and everything. And I was like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. And so then, uh, you know, I, I invested, you know, the, it hit the news, made variety and everything like that. And next thing I know, I'm at Radio City Music Hall, you know, we're all dressed up watching it win eight Tonys. And um, after my studio crumbled and I lost my Australian Shepherd. Yeah, fun fact, after I put my studio down, I had to put my dog of 13 years down. Hope that makes for a good YouTube video there, kids. Enjoy the shot and fraud. The and, uh, oh, yeah, but that was uh, the one thing that for me, like it was it was Alex reaching out, you know, and then, you know, to know that not only could I have this much needed win, but you know, maybe there was more to explore with not just video games, but with other businesses, you know, and learning how Broadway works, how Broadway shows are capitalized, what they had to hang on to in order to make sure that shows would survive the pandemic, because not all of them did there. You know, Broadway's still struggling to get back in its feet with, you know, your average, you know, middle Midwestern family traveling to New York. It's kind of like the average Midwestern family traveling to Disney World. Like, this is a two-year, two- or three-year planned mecca that, that they take. Your average person doesn't get to go, up, you know, two or three times a year to these kinds of uh, places and events. And so, you know, there's more actually on the way. Um, I actually recently invested in uh, the German production of Moulin Rouge. Oh, um, wow. And also cool. in, invested in uh, the, these aren't producing credits. This is just me. Okay, I'm just going to, this seems cool. I'll put a little bit of money into it. But this uh, musical called K-pop, and it's literally the story of these K-pop musicians and how they they have a little bit of middling success, but how they all eventually rise to the top of the K-pop pile. And uh, I hear that K-pop thing's kind of big with the kids. They do love that. The K-pop is big right True. Now. But musicals are near and dear to me. I love seeing them live. I love, uh, you know, so many good ones. I just love the feeling of going to a show in live entertainment. You know, you can't, you can't beat that. It's, it's, it's one of my most favorite things in the world. Oh, awesome.
2: Cliff, the book is Control Freak.
1: It is out right now.
2: Thank you for, oh, look at Kevin with the Zoom. Good job, Kev. Thank you so much for coming through today to talk to us about it.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh, it was it was a lot of work, and uh, let's let's do this more often. You know, my people will call your people. We'll, we'll grab lunch. <laughs> the people's just Tim. All right, <laughs> Bye, Clive, enjoy karaoke
2: tonight. Thanks, man. I gotta warm up my voice. There it is. Good, good luck. luck. Good, All right, good to see you guys. Thanks Bye. for uh, Having me anytime. Take care. Hello, audience. It's me, Greg. So what we're gonna do is insert that into the podcast. So now we're gonna record the first part with me and Tim. Then there'll be that, and then we'll do an outro bit. Kevin, you keeping up with the jams as we go? I get it. Thanks, brother. All right. I'm going to run to the bathroom for one second. Is that okay? Yeah, I'll talk to them. Okay, cool. Hey, Chad, how you doing? It's Me, Greg, how are you? Cody says, hi, Greg. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Cody. How you doing? Hanging out? Watching the show? Having fun? Alex J. Sandoval. Hi, Greg. Hey, Alex, how are you? Mr. Enuiz 07. Hi, G. How is that? Cliff is always just a freight train of thought. So you get the question in? And then he's off to the races having fun doing his thing. You're like, okay, well, I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, Jake says, how did you get so cool? I was a nerd for a long time. That's how to do. Anthony, how's does it feel to be back? I have a lot of pent up energy and I'm happy to hear to expend it. You know what I mean? Uh, what it do? Says the Lou. What it do? Lou. Uh, reminded me. Uh, piano. Fish tank reminded me of the oh I think it was Adi I mean you, or, or yeah Adi Shane Carter interview Adi is the same way give him something he will run with it. uh Mr. Hawk says Greg who are you wrestling at WrestleMania next year I'll never tell don't worry about that. this uh, Melissa says can you answer my question I sent about Santa
4: wait Greg Greg real quick real yeah. quick yeah yeah WWE says hey Greg we want you to wrestle yeah. you in you doing this oh, of course anybody
2: yeah whoever you they need me to. When Stephanie McMahon calls, I answer. Don't worry about that. Answer question. Uh, oh, I think this did make this sheet at one point. I opened up the giant question thing, but I'm going to go to Control F, Santa. No, it didn't. It made it some. Hold on, because I know it's like, what? So it's the Santa question. It's something like, uh, hey, these Santa movies. Yeah, yeah, hold on. I got it. I remember this one. Oh, that reminds me. Melissa Hagler writes in kind the kindoffunny.com slash KF podcast just like you can. It says, hello, KF. I was scrolling across TikTok and came across a video of a guy talking about a very important topic we need to discuss. Every Christmas movie has one huge plot hole. Take the Santa Claus, for example. In their universe, the adults all agree on one thing. Santa isn't real. Mm. But in that universe, he is real, right? So there's the problem. How do the adults not wonder where the gifts came from? Little Timmy gets a new bike, but I, mom and dad didn't buy it. How are they not freaking out? I this, think this
4: is explained in the Santa Claus. This makes no, no sense, and I need answers. Cheers, Melissa Hagler.
2: I adored the Santa Claus growing up, sure. Kevin.
4: Have you seen the show?
2: No, I haven't seen the show. The
4: Santa Clauses? No, I Disney haven't seen Disney Plus. It.
2: Okay. Anyways, adored the Santa Claus growing up. I don't remember being answered in the movie.
4: I thought it was implied that like there's like a magic haze that just kind of makes them be like, oh, we bought that.
2: I don't remember that.
0: I remember uh, that from all.
4: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hold on, Tim. Go never ahead. saw
0: Jack, number three, Jack Frost with Martin? Yeah, no, I know. I, I
4: short, aged right, out of short. it by that point.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, Martin Short. Yeah, I'd aged out of it. Short. By that point. About that life, either. Do they explain mm-hmm. that then? I, I never watched it in that
4: one. No, no. It's asking Tim. Tim
0: never no, watched it. No, I thought I never watched it. it. came out when oh. I was in high school. Yeah. That I, was I, Wolf. I super late. Yeah. Sun Claus Two, I was definitely
4: in. So in chat says, no, nah, that's not a thing.
2: I feel like it's just a lot of handling off of just like, oh, I didn't buy this, so clearly my partner did. Now, if you're a single parent, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe Santa doesn't give you stuff. Maybe you think the landlord did.
4: There was some implication of people, like, it gets cloudy in their memories, and they kind of forget. With something else that happens, eh, it doesn't matter. Uh,
0: Santa Claus in review, Tim. When...
4: There's a TV show, Tim. Do you know this? Disney Plus did the Santa Clauses.
0: <laughs> it just gave out. Yeah. Like, it's, it's out there. It's not like Sister Act 3 where it's like they talked about it and hey. didn't happen.
4: Hey, someday.
0: Someday, everybody. Someday. Kevin, yeah, mean, you've been rolling on all of this and recording this, right?
4: Oh, yeah, of
2: course. I mean, this cut. could just be the outro. Oh, yeah. I don't cool. care if we explained to the chat. You know, we explained to the, we, we ended the thing and then said to the audience, hey, this is how it's going to go. But there's no reason the real oh, live okay. audience can't. Yeah, that. I yeah, what we were saying. We had this whole Santa conversation.
0: Yeah, I missed most of
2: it, but you I'm sure here? it was. Well, no, I'm sure. Melissa. <laughs> oh, I already closed it off on control. control. It was basically in all these Santa movies, yeah. right? Where the the, the, adult, the adults agree Santa isn't real, but Santa is real. Oh, okay. So how are they explaining these gifts that show up from Santa that aren't from the parents?
0: Oh, I said, yeah. no, I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost. Sa- but wouldn't, aren't there only presents from? But okay, you're saying in this world, Santa is real. So there are, there are presents showing up that they didn't bring and they so don't think have an
2: explanation. Uh, 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 Melissa is asking you to think of the movie like <laughs> Santa Claus. Right? Uh-huh. And you're just like, hey, I was really the guy him. Every Christmas movie has one huge plot hole. Take the Santa Claus, for example. In their universe, the adults all agree on one thing Santa isn't real. But in that universe, he is real, right? So there's the problem. How do the adults not wonder where the gifts came from? Little Timmy gets a new bike, but mom, and Mom and Dad didn't buy it. So how are they not freaking out that somebody got in their house and left a bike? I had to ad-lib that part. It ran off the thing.
0: Follow? Okay, I do follow. Yeah, I just, I don't remember the movie enough to remember if there was other presents. So if that is the case, then Please, yeah. Say,
2: I mean, he's giving, Santa's giving gifts. He's leaving stuff under the
4: tree.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's where, where it gets I'm, rough.
2: I'm
4: pretty sure it's magic haze. They're like, oh, yeah, well, of course we bought Timmy that, that bike. you're
2: saying the magic haze, and I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. Because they do, I remember Judge Reinhold when he gets the yeah. weenie whistle. Right. Like, there is a whole thing of, like, oh, like, I, uh, like, but it's not so much about, like, he gets the weenie whistle. That's what he always wanted at the end. He gets it. In the
0: Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah remember? The, in the Dream Date,
2: the board game Dream Date.
0: Maybe, maybe we need to do review. I remember
2: interview? the fucking Santa Claus. You'll, you everybody. do the plot
0: right now. We can just do <laughs> Santa Claus in review right here, right now. God, that's interesting. See, the problem I would struggle with right off the bat is the actual opening. Today. Dude. This is a great idea. I don't know for what. Maybe not the Santa Claus, but choosing a movie and having, like, doing an interview with, without us watching. The if I movie. gotta do
2: it, I gotta do it, all you, right? You
0: know what I mean? If I gotta do it, I gotta do it. <laughs> Greg Miller just <laughs> fucking started out. Here's the plot of this movie. Ladies and gentlemen.
4: So just to be clear
0: The Santa Claus. Yes, Kevin.
4: The, this is gonna be added to the outro after the, the, the. Kevin,
2: there are no rules in this episode of The Kind of Funny Podcast. I know at the beginning. I need to go and intro <laughs> the show and give producers. Mm-hmm. Then I need to give an ad thing. Then we got to put the Cliff interview in. Then we put I'm the so outro cool, in. But if this, if Santa Claus in review kicks <laughs> off right now, we <laughs> just do. Psycho. I just said all that. I just said all that. You know what? Fuck it. All right. Here's what it is, everybody. We're going to come back in time right now and open the show with this energy in Santa Claus in review. This, this is it. the opening. It's- We're going to come back and tell you about it. But until next time, remember, this has been the kind of funny podcast each and every week. Four, sometimes two. Best friends gather at this table. I'm on it's fire! fire. <laughs> just let me go! <laughs> Kevin, all right, here's what I need you to do. You need to go back in time and edit in what I just did. This table to come to you and bullshit about whatever it is they want to bullshit about. Today they want to bullshit about, they, oh, today... Today, they already bullshitted about (laughs) Santa Claus in review without ever seeing Santa Claus in review. All right. So now they're going to go back in time and record that. If you like that, you could have watched this entire thing unfold in real time on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Just like Anthony is, Jake is, Alex is, and Helmy are. So that's what you could have watched on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, there you could have gotten 38 Exclusive episodes mm-hmm. of content a month. I uh, can't get them anywhere else. Um, if you got no mucks to toss away, it's no big deal. <laughs> YouTube.com slash kind of funny.
0: He's getting live for the past everybody. around the globe. <laughs>
2: you can get the show and see it later. You wouldn't see it live, you wouldn't see what's going on. But until next time, here's the one question I have for you. Mm. Just set up, or should this be the intro? This will be the intro. Let's
0: make the intro. This is, everybody, this is the outro. We're about to
2: do the intro. <laughs> Until
0: next time, ladies
2: and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you. So, do we want Kevin to run the. Kevin, Kevin, run the, run the thing.
4: Run the thing, uh, The I intro, the I intro.
3: Don't, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, God. Can you know. not do it? Nobody. Do-